Kaiju, Guatemala. Howard 100. between um, Robert Zombie and Tina Turner. There you go. Excellent. It's a shame it never happened in life. You're not kidding, boy. Those two could have made beautiful music together. Tina Zombie. Um, you know, I love that so much I was going to send it to Rob over the weekend. I haven't spoken to Rob Zombie in a while, but we always get in touch with each other. Over our birthdays, we share the day, January 12th, and we always get in touch. Anyway, we're live. Unfortunately, Tina is not Tina Turner dying over uh, our no. little vacay. No. We're you know, live, she Robin. Did a, she did a documentary. Oh. I watched it a while ago, and it was really like a goodbye to her right. fans. And, it, it, you know, at the time, it made me very sad. But she got to say goodbye. Well, I guess I should uh, mention uh, a couple of things about Tina Turner, why she was important and uh, why we love her. Uh, 83 years old. She died while we were on a break. Oh, excuse me. What was that? <laughs> I threw up a little bit. <laughs> uh, no cause of death was given, but... But she whenever... had a stroke 
And she suffered from kidney disease and had a kidney transplant, I think, a couple of times. But she was back on dialysis. Maybe more than back on dialysis. I love when they say no cause of death was given. Then they tell you how she died. And, how, you know, they give you way too many details. It's like, you, you know, if no oh, cause oh, of death. is that what happened? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like no cause of death. But it, like like you go, yeah. by the way, she had a stroke. She had kidney disease. <laughs> she had, <laughs> you know, um, she was uh, named the queen of rock and roll. I never heard that. I mean, I know that the Stones are the world's greatest living rock and roll band or something like that. But I didn't know she was the queen of rock and roll. I don't Who know named her? Who has given out these titles? I think she named herself that, which <laughs> she took something out of the Rolling Stones book. You just name yourself something and, right. you know, but anyway, uh, 25 Grammy nominations. Um, it, the, the thing I love about that, you know, she's got a million awards, sold uh, like over a hundred million albums. Uh, she held the Guinness World Record for most attended shows by a single artist after 180,000 fans attended a show in Rio in 1988. I can give you all kinds of stats. But the thing that I loved about her was that, you know, Ike Turner was such a scumbag, controlling motherfucker. And she, you know, a miracle after her whole success with Ike had the ultimate revenge by having a bigger career without him. And yeah. he sat on the sidelines and watched. So, you know, there I thought was, that was an cool. article released. Somebody was defending Ike. And and saying that <laughs> Tina was the abusive one. Wow. Okay. Well, you know what? Hey, you know what? We weren't there. We don't know. Gee, I never heard that that was controversial. <laughs> like I, Ike was the Ike was abused. Yeah, she wow. beat him up. Who the fuck wrote that article? I want to meet that dude. <laughs> uh, you know, I was like, well, now oh. that both of them are dead, you could say anything you want, I guess. I remember the article. It was OJ wrote that article, I believe. <laughs> you know, Tita beat him up many times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> you know. Um, anyway, I'm what's love got... Yeah, yeah, yes, OJ, I understand. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. You say Ike was abused by Tina, OJ? Is that, I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> yeah, okay, pal. You, you wrote an article about it, huh? Uh, well, who'd you write that for? She had it coming magazine, OJ? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so this song, you know, you know, catapulted Tina to the big time with without Ike. And uh, her real name, Robin. Go ahead. You should Anna know this. Anna May Bullock or something. Very like that? good. Look at you. You don't wonder you won on Jeopardy. Anna May Bullock. <laughs> that's right. Impressive. Yes, very impressive. Quite impressive. Uh, she was born in a small farm town near Memphis. What the name was it again? Nutbush or something? Nut Did she make it Bush or something? Yeah, she made Nut a song Bush. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right, OJ? She comes from Nutbush? That's right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Ike never should have let her go. He should have nipped that problem in the bud. I'm just saying. That's the uh, nature of the beast. She's from small town, and then in high school, she moved to St. Louis, started hanging around blues clubs, and she met the band leader of a band, uh, you know, a local band. A guy named Ike Turner. And he was very impressed with her singing. 
And then uh, he had some kind of record deal, and he put her on a record called Box Top. Did you know this? Box Top was their song? No, no, I didn't. Yeah. I don't have any real interest in their works. <laughs> yeah. And Tina was 17 when they recorded Box Top. Ike Turner and the Kings of Rhythm. She was uh, she was wow. Little Ann on those early releases, Little Ann, okay. uh-huh. and then uh, people loved That's her so much bad. on that record that uh, I guess he I guess Ike decided to give her a new name, Tina Turner. He he came he up did with that do name that for her. Yeah, huh? he did. Yeah, and built the act around her. And then Jagger knew about Mick Jagger and the Stones had Ike and Tina Turner open up for them. It was, you know, it's pretty a meteoric uh, rise, and then. Uh, Tina was a big fan of rock and roll, so she convinced Ike. I mean, that must have been a knockdown, dragout fight, but uh, she somehow <laughs> she convinced Ike to do a couple of rock tunes. So she covered uh, "Come Together" by the Beatles. She she came in through the bathroom window. Help! Um, they did get back. The big, the big breakthrough in terms of doing rock songs, they decided, well, she decided to cover Creedence Clearwater Revival's Proud Mary. That was yeah. the big one. And Tina decided to slow it real down in the beginning and, you know, that whole groove. And uh, then the thing became huge. That's the original. And here's the Tina Turnerized version. That was great. We had uh, we had John Fogarty on the show, of course, who wrote Proud Mary. And I, I asked him, what do you, you know, did you like it? Because you never know. You know, sometimes uh, artists don't like the cover version, but he dug it. I was in my car. Uh, that's the best place to hear rock and roll. When, when, uh, hear it I on can, the radio? Yeah, when that came out on the radio there, I was, man, this is great. Listen to this. I really loved it. You loved it? Yeah. Did you get in touch? Did they ask your permission? They don't have to. but no. did they, they didn't even ask. They just knew the song and they did it. And you're yeah, just, and they and did a great, I, I just really loved it. I thought, in fact, they got a Grammy. Uh, that was the closest I ever came to a Grammy. Oh, that's unbelievable. Yeah, you know, until Proud Mary came along, they were sort of bubbling under. Never right. quite hit the big time. And then later on, he talked wow. about they became friends because uh, John Fogarty toured with Tina Turner in 2000, and they became quite, you know, friendly. Uh, anyway, by the mid-70s, Ike was, uh, let's say, having some problems, and she left after a terrible fight with Ike. And the story goes the way Tina Turner tells it. She had 36 cents in her pocket at that point, which seems remarkable because, you know, they were pretty famous. But I guess things had gotten really shitty. And Oh, my God. Because I kept all the money in his name. I don't know. but And then she had to fight him in court over trademarking her name, Tina Turner. And, and uh, we had Ike on our show in 1993, and he did acknowledge at least that there was violence. And he understood why she left. I guess by that point, <laughs> he had to acknowledge it. It was too it. late to say, I didn't yeah. do all that. Right, yeah. 
I was scared when we broke up. I got I got very insecure and and I got real scared of of being, of, 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 of being re, uh, 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 rejected by the public. How'd she get away from you anyway? How did she get away? She just came in and said, "I'm leaving you." No, no. Had a no. Big fight. In, that, in that in that fight, uh, the last fight we had, she she, uh, she ran off. But you know, it's like I had four women in the, uh, with Tina, and my two secretaries, and uh, <laughs> then the other girl that I married after Tina and Thomas. You know, I don't blame her as for as wanting to get away from me because I had a living in a uh, 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 in a lot of embarrassment. I had a living in a shoebox. Ay ay ay! This guy is great. You know, easy OJ. You're a big Ike fan. <laughs> this guy is great. You love Ike Turner. He's your hero. There's no doubt. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> thank you, OJ. When did OJ become a third on this show? <laughs> Razzle dazzle. When you when you started talking about Tina Turner. Here's a clip where I confessed to me that he was upset because no one ever acknowledges how much her head hurt his knuckles and affected his guitar playing. <laughs> <laughs> how difficult she made it for him to play guitar because uh, her head was so rock hard. Um, anyway, John Fogarty dedicated a live performance from Proud Mary to Tina Turner on stage last week. I should mention that. Uh, Lizzo, Coldplay acknowledged her, did a little cover so song of Tina's. Anyway, so Tina, you know, you forget. Like, after the whole Ike thing, Tina was kind of lost, too. And uh, she would appear on, a, on TV shows to pay the bills. And it was hard for her to separate herself from Ike Turner. Right. So um, she was on Hollywood Squares. And, like, it was even hard for the host to say Tina Turner without saying Ike. Hey, Tina Turner, please, to block... One way. Ike and Tina. Where's Ike? I don't know. So nice to have you on the show, Tina. Thank you. Yeah, you're not nervous or anything? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> According to Billy Graham, when you get to heaven, will you be an angel? <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> I agree. You know, the host of uh, Hollywood Squares at that time. Who was, was you know, that idiot? <laughs> it wasn't, uh, who was it? It wasn't Jim Lang. It was Peter Marshall. Peter Marshall. Yeah, he was very professional. That's right, Gary. Peter Marshall. And, you know, for him to say, I can Tina Turner, very unusual. And and not be able to stop. Yeah. Uh, where's Ike? And how come you're not all bruised up like usual? <laughs> uh, I don't know where Ike is. You know, it's very, very odd to see a faux pas like that from a professional like Peter Marshall. I mean, his only Especially job. When well, a woman I, has been battered and beaten up and then had to run away. Yeah, and maybe he, he didn't know saying, at that point. Maybe he didn't know. And he keeps saying, where's Ike? You know, his only job is to make that five seconds of banter uh, free of any reference to domestic abuse. And yet he, he managed to. <laughs> where's Ike? Where's Ike at? Uh, I mean, he anyway. did know they were divorced. I mean, usually divorced means that people weren't getting along and don't want to be reminded of them. So back in 1983, Tina's doing the Hollywood Squares circuit. Things are looking pretty bleak. And then she did a cover of uh, Let's Stay Together, that Al Green tune. That yes. was back in 1983. Yeah. Coming at you. Tina Turner, WBLS. 
there you go. And the song was a surprise hit. And it proved that she could be a solo artist. She didn't need Ike. And uh, the record label rushed out her next album. It was huge. She was more famous than she ever was with Ike. She was a sex symbol. Remember every minute with her legs oh, and her mini yes, skirts? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. A lot of dudes want to bang her. And she became an international superstar in her 40s. Yeah, she was 40 years old. And uh, she was on CBS. Yeah, here's a nice clip. This is Tina on her comeback, feeling triumphant. I had a real hard time because I'm black. I've been rock and roll all my life. I have stood with the rock and roll guys. And still they say, they, the radio programmers, said, no, we cannot program her. She's, 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 she's R&B. Because she's black. Because I'm black. It's true. But I reversed it on them. My audience, the people proclaimed me rock and roll and so it was just forced so it didn't matter what the radio stations were saying or were playing the comeback is like to say to all those people wake up accept talent accept people not for the color but for what they do robin you remember how hard fred fought to keep tina turner out of rock and uh oh. that was his rap he invented that rap about her. he was yeah. the last one that's right <laughs> last man standing he said to I me, I remember my decision. Remember, Fred, you said, she can't be rock. She's black. <laughs> yeah, what happened to Janis Joplin? Right. There you go. Now, Fred always was a big Tina Turner fan. And then, um, in addition to What's Love Got to Do With It, that album, uh, Private Dancer, had the title track, which oh, was a pretty big yeah. hit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ronnie's favorite song, Private Dancer. Yeah, you know, I'm just figuring out that that is about being a stripper. Yeah, that's right. A private Do. dancer. Do. I Do. like Tina Turner. You know, uh, was that the song, Fred, that was written by Mark Knopfler of Dire Straits, Private Dancer? You are correct, sir. As a matter yeah, of fact, I, was it recorded around the time of the album love over gold okay and uh and who played the guitar solo on the track i think go ahead this is a good I question I, trivia i think it was jeff beck that's correct jeff I beck. right yeah i read that uh mark Nosler wrote this yeah and they were gonna, they were going to re you know release it but he says you know what this vocal these lyrics are not for me yeah, and I'm then, thinking, how could he sing it? He couldn't sing that. That'd be a private dancer. Dancing <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> Good call. Good call on that one. I mean, uh, it was smart. smart. Me being a private dancer doesn't work. <laughs> right. And yeah. I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is in your notes or not. She actually did not like the song, oddly enough, What's Love Got to Do With It? She was no, I do know warm. Do you? Yeah. It's crazy. It was her biggest yep. hit. It had a movie with that title. Nuts. Then she went on to get even bigger. She went on tour with Lionel Richie. She starred alongside Mel Gibson in one of those uh, Mad Max movies, if you remember that. Mad she Max, performed, yeah. She performed at Live Aid with Mick Jagger. She recorded a Bond theme song. And then in 2005, she got the Kennedy Center on her. And, uh, and I was and, at home for all those occasions. <laughs> watching. You know, that's the best revenge. That's the best revenge. I remember uh, interviewing Chris Rock once, and I said, you know, all the people who beat you up, Chris, you know, it, 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 you had a rough childhood. 
isn't the best revenge when you run into those people and you can just say hey, fuck you and he goes no i never said fuck you but one time i remember chris rock said he was doing a show oh he was on the set of a movie and he was the director and everything and just so happened one of the guys working on the movie and behind the scenes um, on the tech crew was one of these guys who used to beat him up and chris said just him sitting and watching me direct the movie and being the star <laughs> of the movie was all i needed and uh, he's right he was right and um you know, Tina inspired R&B artists, but also rock artists, every genre of artists. And probably the greatest uh, inspiration was so many of the Robin Song parodies were to <laughs> Tina Turner music. And uh, I remind you, this is uh, uh, to she me. She inspired this is, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I think there were at least three Robin songs to Tina's cover of the best. Big tits on a chest. <laughs> Beautiful Robin songs. <laughs> Rest in Everybody peace, Tina. Everybody was inspired by Tina. You know, you talk about comebacks in rock and roll, honestly. There's very few of them. You know, I've talked to record company guys uh, who have said to me, without a doubt, it just doesn't happen. I remember I was talking to a record company guy once, very high up in the chain. And um, I was talking to him about Pat Monahan. Who had had a huge hit song with Train, um, the one with Angels, you know, and uh, and I remember thinking Pat's so talented, and they hadn't had another hit for a while, and I said to him, Pat Monahan, he's going to have another hit song. And he goes, No, Pat Monahan, it's over. They th that's it, it's over. In other words, there's a certain shelf life, and then if you don't have another hit song, and the guy was wrong because Train right. came back with a whole bunch of hits. And I, that story always say to me, because the record company guy was so definite. It's like movie guys I used to talk to when my movie came out. I'd say, what about like a slow build? Remember, uh, they said, no, 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 there's no more slow build. Your, your first weekend is your biggest weekend. Um, he said, back in the day, Crocodile Dundee, when that came out, it was almost a, a bomb. And then word of mouth got out and it made a lot of money eventually. But that doesn't happen anymore. If you don't make it first weekend, you're fucked. After your first weekend, it usually goes down maybe as much as 50%. So, you know, there's certain rules that have come about because of what has happened in the past. But Tina Turner, Aerosmith, and Fleetwood Mac, I think, are three examples of bands or artists that have come back after they were declared officially dead. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, Aerosmith's remarkable comeback and Aerosmith was a great band they certainly had a lot of great albums they could have lived off of those albums their early albums but damn back in the 90s when they came out on MTV and they had what Janie's got a, a gun loving and love in an elevator uh I mean it goes on and on and on I mean um that whole album that they came back with was fucking mind-blowing mind-blowing better well, than anything they'd ever done there are rules, and then there are exceptions to the rule. There are exceptions a, to the rule. There's a term for that. Anyway, Tina Turner, 
uh, rest in peace. What can I say? Where is she now, Robin? That's a, that's go ask your well, rabbi, Robin. She said she was going to heaven. So right. that's she I'm knew. going with her. But if you say it on Hollywood Squares, does it count? <laughs> I think she was just trying to be fun. She wanted to bum everyone out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> Beth and I stayed what? up watching. You just got off vacation. I know. I need another vacation. I couldn't take it. Oh. You know, all the, we, had, we were off, and every fucking day I woke up at like 4 o'clock in the morning, all excited. <laughs> and then today, you know, I usually set my clock for 5 o'clock in the morning when we do the show. The alarm woke me up. I didn't, you know what I mean? It's like my body yeah. knows. We were watching some movie on Netflix. By the way, I want to give Netflix a shout out to, uh, on their their app and everything. It works so well. I'm so pissed off at Paramount Plus. You know, I got to go and visit my mother and do shit. And I got to take a long drive to get to my mother's. And um, I load up in my car a bunch of uh, stuff to watch, you know, mm-hmm. movies and stuff. So I I have the Paramount Plus app. And, I, you know, I, I, they have a lot of good material on there. But every time I download shit on the app so I could watch it in my car, never works on Paramount+. Plus. Really? It hasn't, it has yet to work. Or if you go on an airplane and you download Paramount Plus material, it just doesn't fucking work for me. Huh. And uh, Netflix, I, their app, I don't know who their tech people are, but whatever you download, it downloads in seconds and then you take it with you on the fly and you can watch stuff. And uh, I watch it on my iPad. Well, the I thing about m- Netflix is they do everything themselves. You know, oh. like they, everybody else has to farm out certain things. You know, they, they do the yeah. content and then they have somebody else's serve uh, their stuff on somebody else's server and they're responsible for their streaming and it gets muddled all down the line. So Netflix is the only one I think that really has everything. They, they are responsible for everything and they make sure everything works the way they want it to work. But, it, but if you're working at Paramount Plus, certainly, so I can't be the only one having this problem. Well, and I'm telling it- you that even Disney, Disney now is in trouble because of Disney Plus. It costs really? them so much money. But to it works get- well. It to get it to you, though, it costs because oh. they have to hire people to do that for them. They don't stream themselves. Disney Plus works well. The new Max app uh, works well. The, the Paramount's the only one I have trouble with. But hey, Gary, what up? I, I've had similar issues with Paramount and even a couple of other ones. You get on a plane and it yeah. says you don't have an internet connection, but I downloaded shit. Yeah, but yeah, Netflix fully is shit. flawless. They are flawless, flawless yeah. in this area. Seamless. Yes, they are the A plus to Netflix. This for that. was a company built <clears throat> essentially to do this. These other companies are just sort of glomming on. Beth and I got in bed, and we love these fucking like like Hallmark movies, except with better looking people and a little more sexuality. And there's oh. this one. So all of a sudden, it said because you watched a bunch of other really horrible movies, dopey movies, ho- yeah. Do- <laughs> because you seem to like, you should watch this movie called The Choice. And so, like, we're laying in bed last night watching this movie called The Choice. And about 10 minutes in, I go, I go, honey, I believe we've seen this already. She goes, <laughs> she goes, we did? I go, yeah. 
She goes, but it's so good. How can we not remember it? I go, we definitely saw it. And it's these two really hot people. Like the chick is, she's a medical doctor, but of course she's got big giant tits and <laughs> super fucking hot. I don't she know the name of the actor. job in medical school. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh my God. And she, of course, is, um, you know, she's in medical school and she moves next door to the local veterinarian who's a hotter dude to, you know, two hot people you never see as either do- medical doctors or veterinarians. And uh they have a pretty, pretty good uh love affair. So we're laying in bed. We've seen this already. And we're watching it again. Unabashedly, unashamed of our love of, of like... <laughs> teen girl movies like my, my netflix says because you're a teenage girl you should watch this and uh we were, were so happy watching we stayed up to like 10 o'clock at night which i never do it kept you up yeah because you have a prepubescent vagina we suggest you watch the choice we love it. it's like it's like one of the best movies we've ever seen and if you watched it robin you would throw up we love it. I was going to say, know. because you're into fantasy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you should watch this. I don't know how more guys don't watch. Like, I love romance movies. I love like when, uh, when you know, people, they are aggravated by each other in the beginning. And all of a sudden, they, they can't, you know, can't keep their hands off each other. Then there's adversity. They break up and then they get back together again. I love that. There's got to be more to it than that for me. The, cho- the choice came out in 2016. And it was amazing. You've probably seen it five times and don't remember it. And then my (laughs) wife and I lay. Yeah, I know. And I said to I said to my wife, you know, in another year we're going to watch this again, and I remember it. (laughs) She goes, I would watch it again tonight. I go, me too. That's why we're perfect for each other. Again, why are you spending your time with something that doesn't even it doesn't impact you? It's just a Mm. momentary. It's like you see this flash in your eye. And then yeah. you go on with your life and you don't even you don't even bother to find out who's in the movie. It doesn't oh, no. affect you. <laughs> no, we uh, no. Beth did research already because I said, oh, did she? I said, this girl is so hot. How is she not a bigger star? And sure enough, now she's like married with five kids and she's like <laughs> 32 and like lives I'm like, on a farm or something, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> And the dude never went. The guy in it is a good looking dude. He, you know, he does some acting. You know who else is in that movie? Tom Welling. Remember the guy who played Superman yeah, on TV? Another yeah, guy. He bulked up. That dude, like, he hit the gym. The guy's like a fucking brick shithouse. Tom Welling. He like was in on Smallville. The, on the Order of the Rock or something? Yeah. It, and it, you know what? He was more handsome when he wasn't so ripped. Like, like yeah. so big. Yeah. He almost looks a little odd, but that's just my my opinion. I don't like to see anybody bulk up and No wonder <laughs> I never recognized him again. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. expect him to be the Hulk. I didn't recognize him either. Beth goes, you know, that's the guy who used to watch on Smallville. I go, Oh yeah. I didn't even recognize him. Wow. It's weird. Jason, you're on the air in New York. Hey now. Hey, hey now. Uh, Welcome back. Hey, I got um, I got to tell you the whole Paramount Plus, Paramount Net, HBO Max is now Max. Like, all, it's a shit show when you watch these these uh, networks now. 
No, HBO Max works well. Netflix works well. The, no, you can it's download not HBO Max anymore. It's Max. I know it's you Max. Can... I don't care what they call it. I like yeah. it. I'm saying I go on Paramount Plus, and I got nothing against Paramount Plus. I put my movie out on Paramount. I'm rooting for them, but they gotta fucking get there. If you're gonna charge for an app, it's gotta work. I know what when they doing? last time I traveled, I downloaded a bunch of stuff, and uh, when I got on the plane, it wouldn't play. So yeah, I, and you get, you get pissed like off. That. Yeah, fuck it. Right. That's assholes. You know, it's unbelievable. I'm, I got to knock Peloton. I mean, I hate to knock them because I know I like the product. I like the bike. I like I, I use it a lot, and it's kept me in the game. But these motherfuckers send me out a um, notice. And it says, you, if you bought your bike X amount of years ago, there, that we found out that there's a problem with the seat. Turns out the seat can break off while you're using it. Now, can you imagine <laughs> me? I'm not that coordinated. That seat breaks off while I'm, I'm going to have a pole right up my fucking ass and I'm going to have to go to the doctor. I don't need that. So I read this thing and I, I own Peloton and I use it. Now I said, I'm not sitting on that fucking bike seat. Oh, no, now you're scared of the bike? So I got to the company and, you know, did my thing. They send you the email. They say, if you have this problem, we'll replace your seat for free. I said, that's fair. No problem. Good, good, good idea. I wrote them now a month ago. Get back word. Oh, I was supposed to get it last Friday, the seat, finally. Mm-hmm. Now I got another uh, fucking notice. Now you're not going to get your seat to July because there's such a backup for, you know, people need these seats. I go, fuck you. I wish you never told me the seat was defective. I was no, doing, you so want to know how. <laughs> I haven't you. used. Yeah, I know. But I haven't used my Peloton bike in now uh, probably a month and a half or something like that. I refuse to go on it because I know that fucking seat will break. And then they'll go, well, we told you not to go on it. But fuck you. And, you know, I know the company's having problems, I guess. Right? Yes, you told they me are. That. Yeah. Yeah. But and I don't want to contribute to that problem because I think it's a really good product because I've never had an exercise bike that I stayed with before. Mm-hmm. But listen, assholes, don't fucking send me an email that there's a problem. And they told me because of my height. If you're really fat, I'm talking obese, they'll send you one right away. Like, what's his name? Trainer got his, you know, trainer's fucking heavy. He got his seat right away. <laughs> he was jumped in the line. <laughs> and I was supposed to be, if you're over six foot two, which I am, that you, I'm supposed to be high up on the list. You, trainer, what do you weigh? You got, you got your seat right away. How embarrassing. Yeah, I got, it was almost insulting. It, it came so fast. I don't think I, <laughs> like, we better help this guy out real quick. They say I'm members six foot who are four, above, so I think the oh, height you are? might be most of it. Oh, yeah. the height. Members, yeah. members who are above two hundred fifty pounds, and members who are taller than five ten. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Members without height and or weight information in their profile. I don't. You know what? Fuck. Did them. you put that information in your profile? Yeah, I yeah. told them I'm six five. Oh, no, you did in too, your right? Profile. I don't know. I kept my, I have to be incognito. I'm very famous. <laughs> What's the matter with you, Robin? You, you do forget? I think realize I realize who I am. I was fatter when I first got it. I have lost some weight. And so I, I maybe had my max weight. I don't think I've been updating it really. So probably was, right. we got to get this fucking thing out <laughs> ASAP. Here's what it says. Uh, have you been 250, Mike? Oh yeah. I was, I was at, at one point I was like, 
maxing out at almost 280 and now i'm oh. down now yeah, why I'm down do you at think, like two why do you think why do you think we called him job of the hut <laughs> behind his back yeah. let's see we, we are pri- prioritizing fulfillment based on the following criteria and the member data we have on file one members who are above 250 pounds and members who are taller than 510 with an unknown weight in their profile. Two, members without height and or weight information in their profile. Three, all other members requesting seats. Yeah, they knew I was 6'5". Uh, from your letter. I don't know, but they told me it was coming and now I haven't gotten it. And then it says I'm we expect members. The, the people listen to this. fulfilling those orders. I'm in group one. We expect members in group one to receive their replacement seat posts no later than Friday, June 2nd, 2023. So they told me that. Never got it. But Bullshit. I'm telling you, the people fulfilling those orders are looking at those profiles. They're not looking at your letter. Well, I even had somebody uh, contact them and kind of say, you know, it is the guy on the radio. And like without not saying they're supposed to go, uh oh, we better shut this fuckhead up and send him his seat. But they didn't even, they're not even, they're so stupid well, over there that they don't even fucking realize that I'm Howard Stern on the radio. They should be like killing themselves. The company is in trouble. They don't yeah, make I, I, those in connections. Trouble. In trouble, Robin. Uh, dear Howard, your seat may kill you. Rest assured, we will send a replacement in five years. No <laughs> doubt you sold a ton of bikes for them. Just on staff. Yeah, 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 uh, by the know. way. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was on the air screaming about how great peloton was to the point that in the newspaper that that lady who hates me was writing an article saying that i'm a shill for their company (laughs) (laughs) i mean you know what i mean you're the worst treated shill ever yeah i'm like wait a second i'm taking a hit for you dudes (laughs) calling me elitist because i have a peloton i was like really is that elitist i didn't know that shit many times imagine Calls by uh, activist uh, investors to change the uh, people who run that company because they're so displeased with how it's run. I'll tell you how badly run that company is. They're prioritizing Mike Trainer. No offense, Mike. A nobody <laughs> over me. Outrageous. Has never mentioned Peloton. Outrageous. Not once. Ne- Not once. I've sold I mean, one bike. <laughs> The worst advertisement from Peloton. Look at them. Maybe, like, did you, I mean, I imagine you had someone do this for you, but when they sent that notice out, did you click on it, like, that day? Because that's what I did. As soon as I got it, I was like, oh, send it right now. And and maybe that's why I got it Mike, fast. I don't know. Mike, I'm so important that when I got it, I sent it to my people. And uh, that they immediately called Peloton. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I just uh, did it the normal way, and it, it showed up. You know what? It's been nice having a break from them. But you know what? I'll probably just throw the whole fucking bike out now. I'm so pissed off. <laughs> I, I tell you, I like they, it. Can you I love trust it too. the new seat? Can you trust the new seat? How could you trust the new seat? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, it hasn't it hasn't killed me yet. It, it has, you know, <laughs> I, I'm using it more now now because I did stop while I waited for it to come, and now I'm like kind of you know I did like four rides last week, so I'm doing something. I'm I am you know what? some of the weight. I'm like so annoyed too, like. There's this really weird thing that goes on on there. Like, I guess they're trying to build a community of people who ride on their Peloton. So the, yeah. so the instructor will go, and don't forget our new feature. You can high five other riders who are on at the same time as you. And high five means this thing comes on your screen. A little thing pops up. It's really tiny and it's a hand like holding up mm-hmm. a high five. 
and you're supposed to high five others back to give them encouragement. Now, fuck you. I swear to you, I don't know who these maniacs are, but I go on that bike and people start high fiving me in the middle of my workout. And I'm like, how fucking damaged must you be as a human being? That like you're sitting there and you you know exercise is not really fun, but you're you're tolerating it because you want to be in shape. And suddenly it occurs to you that like, hey, I see others are on here. Let me send them a request, a request to high five me back. Ugh. So I'm I'm pedaling and I'm like, now this thing pops up on my screen. So I either can high five them back or I have to hit a button to get it off my fucking screen. It doesn't disappear. Now it's on my screen when I'm looking at this fucking instructor's tits. And I'm like, uh, and I'm, and I'm sitting there and I'm stewing. I'm like, who is this fucking asshole who's high fiving me in the middle of my stupid workout for 25 minutes? And it's like, well, I got it. If I've got to hit the button to get rid of it, I might as well hit the button to high five this fucking warped individual so that they can feel like they, they have a friend. They have a community. And then I'm such an angry guy. Breaks. Yeah, I'm such an angry fucking guy that I sit there and I go, I fucking hate this person. They're damaged. They're needy. <laughs> they're everything I am, but at least I try to act macho. And it's like, uh, so then I hit the thing and I high five them. And then five minutes later, another asshole high fives me. I just want to say, how are you supposed can, to keep pedaling with all this going I, on? And, and you, and by the way, you slow down when when you have, like, you literally have to put some thought into high fiving. They should make a little thing you press, and you can give them the middle finger, like "fuck you." It's like, like, please for break your workout. You, meanwhile, I'm not working out that many hours, so it's like, please interrupt your 25 minutes of me time to touch your screen and validate me. You loser. <laughs> you know, if you have time to high five everyone on the list, you're not working out. You're, you're, there's something wrong with you. Well, the reason you're pedaling around in your in your basement is you don't want to be with other people. And I so I don't know why they tell you how many people are riding at the same time you are and where you where your stat is compared to others. It's all worthless. What do you, it's discouraging especially especially when you can't keep up with the top runners or 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 peddlers. Can you imagine yeah, part of like, the community to use hashtags? They have hashtags Peloton Dads. There's Howard Stern is a popular hashtag. A lot of Stern yeah, fans on there. Yeah, don't high five me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, it's weird too. Because I was thinking like, imagine I'm such a sad human being that like I get on there and I'm riding the bike and I go, you know, I just need some encouragement from my fellow Peloton riders. I'm going to ask someone to high. I won't make the next 15 minutes if I don't yeah, get a yeah. high five. Like, like maybe someone could give me some encouragement here. Like, <laughs> am I really that damaged? Like a complete stranger who I can't see. I'm like reaching out through, through Peloton bike to make friends. I mean, you got to be really damaged. Hmm. I don't know, but, you know, these companies, all of a sudden, you have a broken seat. Um, we'll get it to you at some point. We'll see. Hope and it, we get and if it you're to in, you before it breaks. <laughs> yeah, and the better, and, and by the way, in the better shape you're in, we'll ignore you. Well, uh, okay, <laughs> thanks. How about I got a radio you're, show? Well, basically, they're saying you won't break the bike if you're... <laughs>
like, you know, average size. And you know what's really scary, too? Being on satellite radio, I got to say, people are a little less scared of me. Like, in the old days, if I got on the radio, on terrestrial radio, oh, and started yeah. screaming about Peloton, they'd be down there blowing me. They'd, they'd, they'd be like... <laughs> Everyone down there. New bike. They do oh, yeah, a yeah. whole new bike. Yeah. And I paid full price for my bike. It's not like they gave me one. I mean, uh, the bike uh, we sold you might kill you, but there's no rush. Don't worry. Just let it collect dust over in the corner. And if I see one more TV commercial for Peloton, I'm going to fucking scream. You know what? No TV commercials till you fucking get my seat fixed. Fuckheads. <laughs> Assholes. Yeah, they are Great. commercials. Dear Mr. Stern, um, there is a problem with the seat on your bike. And if it breaks, you'll become a power bottom unexpectedly. <laughs> because like a 10-inch pole's going right up your asshole. Companies. And hey, you what's could going? have been on that bike, right? Uh, yeah. You're oh, yeah, you ain't going anywhere. Off too fast, right? <laughs> oh, mm. once I get impaled, I'm not getting <laughs> off. And no high fives until I get my seat. And somebody over there, like, fucking think it through. Expedite my, my new seat. I don't care about the rest of these losers. Let them wait. Every man for himself. Right, Mike? Yes. Go get my trainer's seat and bring it to house. Yeah, you want mine? Yeah, I'll yeah go, you know, I'll, yeah, I'll bring it really, over. Like, you sent a seat to Mike trainer over me. Outrageous. And <laughs> instead of a high five notification, <laughs> they should let you know when someone's seat post breaks. That's what I'd yeah. like to know. Some guy, this guy got well, a I hole like, in his ass. They, they promised me the seat by Friday, and I'm like, and then they send you a sympathy letter. Well, we're very sorry. We can't make good on our promise. And uh, we sold you a faulty bike, but um, so you'll have to wait till July. <laughs> Did, did they not I'm, anticipate demand for this? Like, we're, we're yeah, trying I mean, to save your life. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, I think the headline on TMZ is going to read, Howard Stern impaled with Peloton up his rectum is going to do real well for your business. <laughs> they told Baba Booey he's not getting a new seat until November. But Gary's wow. using his anyway. Gary's, I think Gary wants to be impaled. I go, Gary, aren't you nervous you're going to get impaled? He goes, no. I go, okay, end of discussion. <laughs> Howard, uh, 32 people out of 2 million people got impaled. So I'm not okay. crazy. Okay, so, so, th so therefore it can't be me, I guess. Okay. I think that's it's right. all fat people. Uh, that's right, I'm famous. Yeah, yeah, well, you know sisters. what? <laughs> well, th I'm not fat, but I mean, I am 6'5", and I do weigh 200 pounds. So it's like, hey, wait a second. They, that's quite a bit of heft on that bike, you know. And how about, like, letting your instructors show their belly buttons in their hot outfits while we're at it, as long as I'm listing all my complaints about the company? <laughs> you still Hannah Corbin all the way? That's your... Yeah, I watch her, and, like, you know she's dying to, like, like wear sexy bottoms where that her belly... Like, the woman's got the flat, hard stomach. Really? And you, know, you, you think you can figure that out by uh, doing her yeah. class? She wants yeah. to show her belly button? Yeah. <laughs> She does. She's like, she's a dancer and the dancers love to be almost nude. Oh They're really God. into their body. I mean, she, yeah, she's not, and she has to wear conservative Peloton outfits. Like you can wear an outfit where like your bra top and, um, like your bottom, but your bottom has to cover your belly button. And you know, that's not that hot. That was hard for her. <laughs> yeah, I think it is hard for her. I think if she, you're in that kind of shape, show it. I'll tell you. A lot of those girls were dancers first. I think Jess King, yeah. Emma Lovewell, they all, I know their stories. It's like such a fun Yeah, me loser. too. It's pretty, <laughs> like, what a loser. Oh, yeah. uh -huh. <laughs> what losers. We know the girls' stories. Yeah.
Emma yeah. Lovewell had a book out a, a month or two ago, and it was annoying in her ride. She would be like, I, I tell this story in my book, and then she was like pitching me the book while I'm on the bike. I'm like, ah, no, uh, not that. I want to have our pretend friendship. Don't sell me things. Yeah, yeah shut up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is why no one's losing weight. <laughs> I can fix that company real quick. Real quick. Well, they do need help. Yeah. Oh, shit. There's a whole bunch of things wrong, man. I, I tell you, um, what was I thinking about over vacation? I, I wrote some stuff down. Did you see what's going on with Taylor Swift? A Taylor Swift concert mm-hmm. came to Jersey. And uh, people, like, she's like the Beatles. Like, literally, people were so fucking crazed. You know, Taylor Swift hadn't toured in four years. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't notice. <laughs> I noticed that female rock stars tour a lot less than male rock stars. Male rock stars love touring because they get out of the house and they can fuck, you know, chicks. Uh, Taylor Swift's like a, a classy girl. She's not going to like go fuck she's not her fans. She's fucked on the road. She's no, not. she's not. Yeah. Hey, let me see if I can pull a hot guy out of the audience and fuck him. <laughs> you know, it's not like male rock stars. So they have a lot less impetus to hit the road. You know, if I was a male rock yeah, star, I'd be like, getting, yeah. They're, they're I, getting I, more I, love at home. That's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they want relationships. They hook up with a guy yeah, and they yeah. live with him for a while. Yeah. Fucking crazy. But a couple of the people who work on staff, a couple of the, the women, um, they went to the concert. They were they were crying. I mean, that they, they really? loved yeah, they yeah. They loved Taylor Swift and Wow. Um she did a couple of shows in Jersey and fucking all hell broke loose. Like it was even on the news. It was like, you know, if, when you go to the concert, I saw two, a couple of girls who took something out of Richard Christie's playbook. They were going to the Taylor Swift concert and they, um, they were going in full set of diapers so they wouldn't miss one song. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Which you don't let go to the bathroom. Stop it. Or don't drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do what I do. Don't drink. I, I'm at the point now when I go on a walk with my wife, I can't drink water for like seven hours beforehand. Like I literally, I'm I'm parched, I'm dizzy because I'll have to pee during a you know an hour walk. <laughs> I got nowhere to go, and I know the second I pee outdoors, I'll get arrested for indecent exposure. That's right. There'll be pictures in the Daily Mail. Yeah, right, right. Stern picked up for pee. I had to pee. Thank God I've never had a shit when I go for walks. You know. Anyway, oh, hey, Jason, what up? I just want to say yes. We had a lot of uh, of our staffers went, and they were everyone cried. Like that was the big wow. report back that people were were crying. One one of our staffers said uh, the whole thing was spiritual. She cried twice simply for being her existence. Uh, wow! Existence. Wow! Yeah, this is a huge, huge deal for uh, for fans. Why didn't she tour for four years? Where, is Michelle comfortable coming on air and uh, talking about it, or is she not? Um, I'll have to I'll have to ask her. I have to check with her. I don't think she uh, she comes on air, but um, oh, okay. let me let All me right. find. Unless you want her, then I can get her for you. Well, I mean, but, um, I, well, if she's comfortable, I would like to know um, why didn't Taylor Swift tour for four years aside from not wanting to, you know, get roadhead. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, she's gonna pop on. Okay. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm assuming maybe COVID has something to do with it. But uh, yeah, Michelle is definitely oh, your maybe. expert. She went oh, that's to, true. Yeah. to two of the shows yeah. uh, over the weekend. Hi. Hey, so it was a moving experience. Why didn't Taylor Swift tour for four years? Was it COVID or was it also just like, yeah, fuck it? 
It was COVID. She was supposed to go on tour in 2020, and that was canceled because of COVID for Loverfest. And then she redid this tour to be around that album as well. I got to tell you, I'd like to interview Taylor Swift, but I think we've tried, but I think she's not into it for some reason. I think she would be a great get. Yeah. What is, what is, what do you, what is your favorite Taylor Swift song? My personal favorite is August. I also love mm-hmm. Getaway Car with Jack Antonoff. Hmm. Then you can go back to the Red Era with, uh, they have State of Grace and Holy Ground. You see where August is. Maybe I have that. Let's see. What about, what's her like? I want to know when she started to cry during the concert. When I yeah, started when to you... cry? Yeah. yeah. Second song, Cruel Summer. Wow. Cruel Summer. Yeah. Let me see. Is that about a breakup? Uh, kind of. It's like kind of keeping like things secret a little bit and like, I don't need to keep you a secret in order to be in love with you. It's a good, it's a good rock. Kinda. What's her, bo- what's her born to run? Like when she does it, everyone goes, fuck, this is it. The one she has to do. All Too Well 10-Minute Version, which is off of her re-record of the Red album. Oh, okay. I got that. Don't start crying. I'll keep it together for you. She's kind of like Springsteen in that she does like a three-hour and 20-minute show. No break, right? Yeah, it's all her, right? Yeah. Absolutely no break. And for the bathroom, I pulled up the set list to like know which songs that I'm like okay with missing. How did you know, um, like, how do you get the set list? They, they released that in advance? No, it's just online. Go through Twitter. Yeah. Well, it was so fucking crazy that in Jersey they had, um, like, concert coverage nonstop. Like, what was going on? People, like, like listen well, to tomorrow marks the start of what is expected to be an epic, life-changing weekend for tens of thousands of Taylor Swift fans in our area. Swifties will descend on MetLife Stadium for the first of three concerts. And don't forget, this show sold out in seconds. People bought tickets months ago. Governor Murphy calls this weekend the equivalent of three Super Bowls. MetLife warning fans, though, not to show up without a ticket. A couple of weeks ago in Philadelphia, 20,000 Swifties who did not have tickets gathered outside the stadium to sing along to her songs. CBS New Traffic Order, Guy Stan, you're here now with First Alert Traffic. How's it looking out there, Guy? Well, Mary, you mentioned Taylor Swift is in town. In addition to all of the holiday traffic this weekend, drivers in northern New Jersey... Imagine? Like, 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 she, she messes up traffic. You know, but the you know what that can't means? be the same while she's there. You know what that means? That means a lot of people are going to the concert to just stand outside. Like, they don't right. have seats. I mean, uh, the New York Post reported that fans were having amnesia after the concert because it was so emotional to them. That's pretty fucking intense. Here's one uh, fan. I uh, really am worried about people. <laughs> here's a, a fan who can't stop crying, went to the Taylor Swift concerts a few days ago and still can't stop still crying. Hello. Crying. Hello. <laughs> How many, how many days have you been crying, sir? Well, you. <laughs> no, that's not true. What's What's not true? Can I have what's, a Kleenex, please? Yeah, yeah. Okay, listen, I, I, I gotta go. All right. <laughs> 
Did you wear, do, are you still wearing your adult diaper? I understand you didn't want to go to the bathroom, uh, use the bathroom either. You didn't want to miss a song. Yes, I do. All right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Anyway, uh, you know who's really into Taylor Swift? This is going to blow your fucking mind. John Hine, like in a big way. What? Like he was, yeah, I was talking to him this morning about it. John. He used to take his daughters to the Taylor Swift concert, and he became a big fan, right? You, he's you, a Swifty? Uh, he's a Swifty. I, I, I took my daughters to, I think, four shows now. I didn't go to the last one. They went they were in their 20s. They went on their own. But right. I, we were talking about this before. You know, people were comparing to Springsteen. And I'm not saying they're the same genre of music, but the fans are just as devoted. The concerts are just as She did 45 songs at these three-and-a-half-hour show. So wow. she gives a great performance for the people who want to go and my daughters and michelle and others are get super emotional and charged up about it i like taylor swift's earlier stuff better than her current stuff what's your what's yeah, your go-to song what do you like what do you what do you want to hear i got uh, some i like the, I, I like the older stuff like tim mcgraw and um picture to burn and uh, you belong with me which became a hit that one that's a popular you're one. on the phone with your girlfriend she's upset she's going that's off you. about something that's that me. you said she doesn't get your humor like i do nice job john way to go thank if you. i ever get taylor thank swift you. in here i'd like you to duet with her i'd be happy to do so uh but I, you know i didn't shed a tear i have to say that but i get it i understand the phenomenon if you look i mean She's selling out everywhere. Three nights, ridiculous. You can't get the merchandise. It's it's really, truly an amazing concert so, experience. Someone who works on our staff who went to there said that she waited three hours for merch. Three hours online for merch. Like, that's well, fucking crazy. Both of my daughters couldn't get merchandise there. They tried. Like, they could not get it. Because, like someone wow. was saying, there are people who show up and don't even go to the show. They're just there to hang out with the fan and get the merchandise it's it's a it's incredible by the way i will say this and i hope it doesn't embarrass you john john's uh, diaper after the show was the size of a parachute <laughs> yeah i mean he really he pissed dying. a lot <laughs> uh, uh. yes michelle michelle how bad were the bathroom lines when you went to the concert bathroom lines were horrendous i waited 45 minutes before the show i was supposed to meet up with another staffer but couldn't because the lines were so bad wow, wow. um yeah, the merch line, I was online for almost two hours, and then all of her merch sold out. Um, what? Was, you, mean, yeah. you mean they were unprepared yeah. for the demand? That's. I said the same thing. You knew these people were coming. Wait a second. You waited two hours online, and you get there, yeah. and you're like, hey, give me a... There's nothing? Give me a fucking t-shirt here, and they, they nothing. had nothing. It's out. I got a poster. That was it, which is okay, because I wanted that as well. All right, but... Who, you know, you talk, I'm talking about companies that fuck up like with this Peloton bike or, you know, or, uh, you know, they, they, when I'm trying to download shit from Paramount Plus, who's in charge of, um, see, if I had Taylor Swift on the show, I'd straighten that shit right out. I go, okay, Taylor, who's bringing the, your, your entourage? Let's find out who's in charge of merch. How do you not know the demand? I don't I think that's calculated too, Howard. They don't want to meet. The entire demand. No, I, I agree. I, we I, I, I think that <laughs> provides some exclusivity, but yeah. I don't even think they estimated how many. And by the way, these aren't calm people waiting in line for this stuff. 
it, I mean, people, Michelle, you could probably speak to this better than I can. They really want this merch. Like it's Black Friday times a thousand when it comes to trying to get this merch. Wow. There was a specific blue crew neck that everybody wanted. One of our other staffers went to Nashville and couldn't get it. So we got it for her in, in New York to give to her in the office. Um, they do sell a lot of the merch online afterwards, which is good. So one of my shirts, though, won't be there until end of July because the demand is so high. Did you ever meet Taylor Swift when she was like up here at uh, Sirius or anything? No. I've never met her. No. If I like, if I get her on the show and I bring you in the room with her, are you going to pass out? Because that'd be good. <laughs> I, if you want me to, I will. I'll cry for <laughs> sure. You would? Oh, awesome. I, oh, I would. Wow. I met her, Howard. You, yeah, right. I remember. Didn't we get you backstage or something? No, no, no. It was my daughters. My daughters went down there. We we flew to Pittsburgh for one of the shows. They camped out beforehand, and they recognized Taylor's mother. And my daughter had made like uh, a book of memories and gave it to her. And during the show, people came up to her and they were like, "Taylor would like to meet you after the show." So we wow. went for the whole concert. My two daughters and I we got escorted down to what's called the tea party. I don't know if they have it anymore. Hit him with the and uh, we got to meet Taylor Swift, and she was fantastic. Wow. And what did they say? What did she say to your daughters? Like, what's her rap when she has to oh, meet these kids? Oh, she was. She was like. I saw your book. Thank you so much. I love the picture of this and that. She was fully wow. invested in the conversation. And then she moved to the next conversation. It was the same kind of thing. Like she, she knows what she's doing with her fans. Let's put it that way. But my daughter. Did you say were, anything to her? Did you say to her, Hey, I'm the guy who wrote fast food maniac or any of that? Or <laughs> I, I started. Yeah. I hung, I hung back actually. And then when they took a picture, she's like, dad, get in here. So there's a picture of me creepily in the background behind my daughters <laughs> and Taylor Swift. Yeah. Good thing you behaved. Wasn't there a guy she had to sue? Some disc jockey, of course, a disgrace to the profession. Yes, he, gra yes. he grabbed her ass or something. Or she was yeah. accused of it. I don't know what came of it, but. She, I think she uh, won that case. Yeah, she, she won, won, that, won case. that case. There's Jesus. a reference in one of her music videos. Look what you made me do to the dollar she won. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jesus. Hey, if, so you, mess the with, song if you mess with Taylor, you're probably going to end up in a song. <laughs> What's your favorite song again? August, did you say? August, yes. Let me see that one. Let me see if I can talk it up. WNBC, Taylor Swift. Hmm. I didn't realize the intro was so short. It sounded like we were yeah, winding up with a lot. she give you much to work with. She's not fucking around. She doesn't want some asshole talking over her song. She's like, I'm going to make a, You know, if I was a rock star, I would just um, have almost no intros to my song. So asshole disc jockeys can't talk over it. Start with the lyric, I should have been a songwriter. I've got some. I've got some horror stories in me about rejection, and mostly about rejection. Ninety <laughs> percent of my songs would be about being rejected. Would there be any about the love, the the happy times? The, no. no, that's why I'd be. That's why I'd be. People would love my music because it's sad. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> I've got a great song in me. No one like me. White people, black people, no people. <laughs> Not even my parents. My mother can't wait to get... I went to see my mother over vacation, and she was done with us in 20 minutes, in and out. 
And you hadn't seen her in a while, right? No, no, I hadn't seen her. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> Hi, mommy. She was like, okay, bye. Oh, now my, mo- my mom has a black eye. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Oh, my but, goodness. Yeah. Who's she fighting with? <laughs> oh, a table. A table took her out. <laughs> An inanimate object beat her up. Oh, no. <laughs> but getting back to Taylor Swift, yeah, I, I got to get her on the show. I'm sure she's an interesting person, you know, and I admire her stance on things. You know, she, she, you know, she's not afraid to voice her opinion and stand for something. That's what I admire. And, and also she's hot, you know, and and like that helps too. Let's face it. Let's be honest. (laughs) I mean, right, right, Michelle, like she's, she's hot, which is, uh, she's fun to look at. Yes. Exactly. That's important. Show business. Well, I know you can't take her your eyes off her. There's this commercial with yeah. her, and every time it's on, I'm trying to. It's millions of different Taylor Swifts, and I'm trying to see what she's doing in each, you know, in each pose. And I dig that she dresses like a superhero. <laughs> like, a, well, yeah, that was. I saw these pictures, and yeah, I'm like, oh, there's no bottom to that costume. She's like, you know, she's got a cape. <laughs> she's got kind of like off. a. It's kind of like a uh, like what like cheerleaders who used to twirl those batons used to wear. Right. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But then she has a bit of a cape, I think. Yeah, cape is All good. All doing it in heels, too. She performs for yeah. three and a half hours in heels. And, and guess what? I appreciate that. I don't like flats on uh, people. I'm sorry. Call me old-fashioned. You're going to be wearing a superhero outfit. Put on some heels like Wonder yeah, Woman. Yeah, you don't wear... wear... Yeah workout shoes or tennis shoes you were saying michelle that there's like a caste system among taylor swift fans that they can be mean to each other right like there's certain yeah what's going on there um there are certain taylor fans that are they've met her and they will let you know that they are better than you because they have met yeah, her that's john how long have yeah, the, yeah john how long kids, they've been yeah. fans for yeah <laughs> john hine and i fight all the time constantly <laughs> why are you fighting with john hine like in other words because john has met her john's met her john doesn't like the albums that i like he only likes her as a country star we get back and we go back and forth all the time we really? do we yeah. do are you doing any work because... back there or are you guys arguing about taylor swift <laughs> i win because i've met her so you know that makes yeah, me he... a different type of taylor swift fan <laughs> how many um how many costume changes did taylor do this is what interests me during the show uh someone can fact check me but i think it's like seven or eight that she yeah. does it's like one in era so maybe eight do you get excited when she changes outfits or that's irrelevant to you oh it was a really big deal that she wore a different dress for her it was a new dress for fearless it was a new dress for the evermore era um she had a new suit jacket for when she performed the man off of her lover album i wow. appreciate this howard because the current concert is, is broken up into different eras of her music so she does a uh-huh. costume change for each era what's your favorite costume michelle um that I I like what she opens up in. She opens up in this like crystal bodysuit for the Archer or uh, for Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince, and then goes into Girl Summer. I think it just looks really cool, and it's like in the middle of the uh, sunset, so it, like reflects very nicely. So I like hmm. that. <laughs> um, I also think her reputation uh, bodysuit is cool. It's like half one leg open, one leg, one arm out. 
Yeah, she's got some nice gams. I like that. I like I like when she shows those off. Uh, I'm she's a big fan of that. Probably on Peloton with you, and you just don't know. Who knows? You better high five her, Howard, so you can be a. Star. All right, high five. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it was Taylor Swift, I'd high five her. I mean, that'd, that'd be fun. <laughs> What's her stance on like showing titty? Does she uh, wear any low cut tops, or is that kind of like not her thing? She does. Yeah, it's not like her everyday look. Howard, John? I think you would. En- I think you would enjoy all of the costume changes in the yeah. show. I think you'd be very happy for all three hours and twenty minutes. Good. I I would like some input into the costume changes if uh, <laughs> if I could. Uh, but even, even if people don't love her music, she writes all of her songs. McCartney's yeah, raved about her. Springsteen's raved about her. It's not like you know. It's just young women who are following her. I mean, right. she no, but really she's got a... longevity. You know, she's not just some, you know, shot in the pan pop star. No, she no. has real. No, she's 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 proven herself. She's she stood yeah. the test of time. Absolutely. Ed Sheeran and her work very closely together and have a few songs together as well. You don't need to, you know, uh, boost her reputation. She stands on her own. Oh, interesting. Robin upset that you're linking her to Ed Sheeran, in other words, to give her credibility. And all these other people, they don't, (laughs) who's giving them credibility? By the way, Michelle, are you, are you so devoted to Taylor that you only listen to her re-records so that Taylor gets the money? Yes. (laughs) You do? Uh, I I do. Yes. Wow. Like, so there's a, there's a playlist that's called This Is Taylor Swift and they haven't changed over some of the old songs out and i'll skip them and go back wow yeah um yeah I, when she did that re-record thing i thought well yeah, she's probably wasting her time but evidently not she knows no, what she's doing. doing better than new stuff yeah all right i'm gonna i'm gonna give you I'm, I'm trying to understand where your devotion goes to with this are, so let's say you're on a rowboat the rowboat starts to sink <laughs> you can only save one it's you taylor swift and harry styles who do you throw over and kill Oof, that's a rough one so i would I'm sorry, Harry. I do love him and I do love his music, but she writes great stuff and I've grown up with her more than I have grown up with Harry Styles. Wow. Interesting. Sorry. I also do love Harry. So you didn't go to the bathroom during the show. You, you waited online for 45 minutes. I have a very small bladder. Yeah. Are the seats, are the bathrooms disgusting? Like are people shitting on the walls and you know, all that weird stuff? No, no, it was pretty respectful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Guys do some weird stuff in that bathroom. <laughs> you yeah, can go no into one of those at all. <laughs> yeah, I do wish that they opened some of the men's bathrooms so that there were less lines. Hmm. I know for me. Line at the men's bathroom, John. <laughs> you don't want to be in the men's bathroom, Michelle. You do. <laughs> not the same. No, as you but don't. I don't want to miss what I'm missing. You know. Oh yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> who's a better Who's a better live performer? Taylor Swift or Harry Styles? Taylor Swift. I also saw Harry a lot on his last tour. Um, But I think Taylor Swift puts on, she always puts on a show. Like it is a performance. It is like a Broadway set all the time. There's a story behind everything. I'm not knocking Harry. He's a great live performer. Great live. Yes. I think we should take the stand until Taylor comes on this show. I mean, Harry comes on this show. So I think, I think uh, we should just go with Harry. Even if we don't truly mean Keep it. Keep him alive. <laughs> could you say anything negative about Taylor Swift? Like, is there anything that you could criticize about her? 
I mean, I'm sure there is, but not at this moment. I'm riding on right. a high. I, I see. I, uh, right now, she can do no wrong. <laughs> yeah, she's doing great to me. Michelle, here is a uh, fan who went to the Taylor Swift concert and hasn't gone to the bathroom yet. Still holding it. Why are you still holding it? I, I was just so excited to see Taylor, and, and it's finally coming out. I'm in the bathroom. I waited till she was singing August, and now that was coming out of me. Oh, wow. oh, oh, my God. oh my God, my my asshole just ruptured, and I'm just kidding. Oh my God! <laughs> Thank God you called. Oh my goodness! So much feces. <laughs> All right. Oh, why does that make me laugh? I'm so childish. Um. Yeah. So anyway, Taylor Swift hit New Jersey, and it was like a whole thing. The governor. I didn't even know the governor's name. It's Phil Murphy. I should know that. I didn't know of the governor course. of New Jersey. I know, he's but I've been there for a while, Howard. I know. I just kind of, but but evidently he named a sandwich after her, uh, but a ham sandwich. But she's a big animal lover. I don't think she eats ham. He should do his research. Right. You know what I mean? And where does he make sandwiches? What is he? What would you? What's going well, on here? Every city was doing something to one up the other city that she was in. Uh -huh. So Las Vegas don't like made an arch for her. Uh, Glendale renamed the city in general. She got the keys to the city in Tampa. So Jesus. everyone's just trying to do something. That's kind of lame though. A sandwich from the governor. I know. You see, this is the problem with Jersey. You got to up your game. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking arch was built for her. And then you come up with a, right. hey, wait, here he, here he is announcing the sandwich. In New Jersey, we have a reputation for a great war between Taylor Ham and pork roll. Usually uh. we let you call it what you want. But since we have a superstar coming to town, we know all too well that we should commemorate the occasion. So today we are declaring the official state sandwich of New Jersey, a Taylor Swift ham, egg and cheese. Welcome to New Jersey, Taylor. We've been waiting for you and it would have been a cruel summer without you. John can't Yay. wait to shit out that sandwich. <laughs> <In New Jersey. laughs> I, uh, I got to tell you, knowing what I know of her, I don't think she would uh, endorse a ham. Like, she loves pigs and, you know, I don't think she'd go Is for ham and eggs. she vegan she or vegetarian, Michelle? I believe, I'm not uh, sure. Uh, uh -oh. I know she's a huge cat person. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I'm allowed to say or did I ever yeah. say about Taylor Swift and what she did with Beth? Did I ever talk mm -hmm. about that? No, you never I, did. I thought you did. did I, I, I don't know if I was. I think you, I, might, I think you might have mentioned yes. it once. Oh, okay. I don't know if I was embargoed. You know, I don't know anymore. I forget. I don't but remember. She was very, very, very generous. Just put it that way. With uh, so you're with a cause. Swifty. You I'm a Swifty. Be. Yeah, yeah. No, fuck yeah. I like people who put up. You know what I'm saying? A lot of talk around here, but no one puts up. Taylor Swift put up. Well, she's okay in my um, book if she's a cat person. Yeah, she is. Big cat person. So the other wow. thing I like about her is there was some concert where the security guards were being a little over and 
you know, uh, invasive with a fan who was celebrating her. And she stopped a song. You know, she was like, she broke out of the song and said, what are you doing? Leave her alone. And she, she got the security people away from the fan. It was so, during yeah, bad blood and it was perfectly timed. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. And it's like become like a, a crowd chant a little bit during, during that song as well. It's amazing how she is. Yeah. You mean the, during bad blood, she always like yells at a security guy. No, she did that once. The security guard oh. was. She was like the girl was looked like she was jumping on the barrier, and the security guard was trying to push her down. But it was right at the stage, so Taylor saw it and watched it all happen. Was yelling. Well, I'll tell you, if I was a rock star, I would only have abusive security people. <laughs> um, it would be. It would not be fun. It would be like a, a mini Auschwitz when you went to my show. Oh Forget no! It. Complete lockdown. You no fun whatsoever. The other thing that was uh, very interesting about it, she stayed on with the song, you know, because she'd say "shut up, leave her alone," and then get right back into the song where she belonged. <laughs> right. She was amazing. Anyway, uh, a lot of people uh, on the phone about Taylor Swift. I guess a lot of people went. Hey, Sue, what's up? Hello? What up? Sue, it's Howard. Yes, I'm here. I'm here, Howard. What do I do? I mean, I'm trying to get you to talk. I'm I'm begging you. I'm right here. I'm talking. Well, say something. Well, well what do you have to say? So, I, I was one of the security guards at MetLife. Okay. Um, and the first night she premiered one of her videos and she was actually on stage for three hours and 45 minutes. This is okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, that, now we know, uh, cause Sue worked, uh, security. Thank you, Sue. What the fuck's going on there? Waited a long time for that information. Ooh. Uh, Ben in uh, Pennsylvania. What up? Hey, Howard. Hey, I took my wife to the show in Philly, and I got to tell you, the bathroom was a complete nightmare because they actually <laughs> opened up the men's bathrooms to women. So, the, I mean, there were 50 women in line behind me while I'm standing at the urinal. They're walking around me going to the sinks while I'm trying to go pee. I could never I pee if there were women. Fright, I can't know? pee. I can't pee when dudes are in there. Imagine with these women walking around with my little schmangy hanging out. Ay, ay, ay. They were everywhere. And dudes are shitting when girls are there? Yeah, yeah. Everyone was doing everything they normally do. But, you know, we were surrounded. They took over the bathrooms, too. All we are is cattle. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't know why, as human beings, we have to shit. It's disgusting. What do you mean, why we have to shit? Because you eat, that's why. <laughs> well, there has to be a better system. <laughs> It's embarrassing. Oh my god! Yeah, I was watching you this watch love movie people on people while the they eat. You don't want to watch them get rid of it. No, <laughs> no. Like I love that people go on Facebook and show themselves eating their expensive food, and then and I'm like, yeah. Well, why, how about we see come out the other end? Now there's a show. <laughs> when are we going to see that? You're let's so proud of it going process. in. Yeah. yeah, let's see both holes <laughs> in and out. Fuck. All right, Ben. Thanks. Yeah, you didn't make it into the men's bathroom or you did, Michelle? I did not. Yeah, that's a big move. 
That's a big move. Men's bathrooms are disgusting. And plus, I have to wait for a stall because I can't pee at a urinal. And uh, the women time- are all using the stalls. They run into the stalls. Yeah. Why can't venues figure that whole thing out? Obviously, people are shitting and peeing a lot because we're feeding them during the concert and they're drinking. What can, what can be done about this? I don't understand why there's such a problem. Maybe the whole arena would be toilets if they <laughs> really got it right. Oh, hey, Joe Pesci. What's up? Yeah. How we doing, Howard? I am the number one fucking Taylor Swift area in the fucking really? country. I'll tell you that much. You, Howard, Joe Pesci? Yeah, that's right. I, I waited so long in life for the bathroom. I developed sepsis disease. Do you know when your organs start shutting fucking down? But it was so worth it. Let me tell you that much, Howard. I sit right there in my seat. It's like my poop <laughs> like tiny pellets, just like a hamster. Nobody <laughs> even fucking noticed. You shit in your seat, rather. That's smart, actually. I, I admire you. could cut a hole in your seat, make it like a toilet. That's right. I cut a hole right there in my seat. I started pitting like a little fucking rabbit. They bounced me around the crowd like a human beach ball. Come on. Bang, bang, boom. They we are never, people. ever getting back together. I fucking love that shit. So you, you, a lot of fans recognize you, and then they just kind of lifted you up and uh, threw you around like a beach ball. <laughs> they said they saw me there. They're like, there's a fucking 85-year-old Joe Pesci. They throw me around like a beach ball. You know what? <laughs> I had so much fun in my fucking life. You know, this is my uh, velocity. I hit fucking escape velocity up there. Awesome. All right. Hey, thanks, man. All right. Later, Joe. Joe <laughs> Pesci. A human beach ball. <laughs> Cut a hole in his seat and shit uh, right in his seat. You know, that might be the answer, to convert all the seats into toilets. There you go. (laughs) Every seat is a toilet. I think I just invented something. (laughs) I think you invented something that nobody wants to attend. And then you put like a nice blanket over your, your, you know, your area and you you just evacuate. That's not going to stop the smell. No, you flush. You flush. You flush. (laughs) (laughs) A courtesy flush. Imagine <laughs> during the show, you hear toilets flushing. During the emotional, you know, if Taylor starts doing "You Belong with Me," and then Yeah, might ruin the vibe. Yeah, wow. Hey, Melissa, you're on the air in uh, New York. Howard? Hi. I went to the Taylor Swift concert on Sunday. No tickets. And my Mm. 15-year-old son was in love with Taylor Swift. I tried everything to get tickets. It was a cost me a fortune i couldn't afford it i'm a single mom and he was dying to go so i took him and his friends and we spent about nine hours during the day in the parking lot and we listened to the whole concert from the parking lot never oh, they, uh, and it was amazing so, so they pipe it into the par- that's kind of generous they pipe the music into the parking lot that's they really nice that they don't that how do they hear MetLife so- said that we weren't allowed to come without a ticket because mm. I guess there were so many people who were trying to get into the parking lot and they thought it was going to be too many people. And the security guards wouldn't let us in. 
So we parked by this uh, American Dreams Meadowlands, like near the Meadowlands. They had Taylor Swift fans all day. Everyone was trying to get in, and uh, I begged the cops at like 6 o'clock before the show was starting to please let us through. We've been trying for weeks to get tickets, and they did, and it was amazing, and it was the best night of my kid's life. I'm trying to unwrap this story you tell them, Melissa. Yeah. It's like, here's, here's a couple of thoughts I'm having. First of all, you know, they do say on the news, don't go if you don't have tickets, but people don't care. Like, like Melissa wanted to please or something. I'm like, Melissa's like the complete opposite of my mom and dad. Like, <laughs> I can just, you know, my, I, I mean, my, what do you mean you want to go to Taylor Swift? You don't have yeah. a ticket. You don't have a ticket. He, wa- well, he wants my, to do what? Son. He wants to go where? To he wants Taylor. to drive him to the parking lot. Dr- drive him. I will go with. Drive. What an idiot. You don't have a ticket to that. He wants to go. He's not going anywhere. I mean, after all, first of all, you should do your homework. You can't even pass math. You're an idiot. Taylor Swift, after all. I was dying to take my son. He barely even wow. stopped when um, my husband I'm, and I got divorced. I'm he trying to figure out. Concert. I, I'm trying to figure out in life if it serves you well to have a nice mom like Melissa who, you know, who makes those kinds of dreams come true. Or is it turning into a complete maniac? Like, like, uh, with oh, no I'm, boundaries. I'm a maniac. I was dancing and singing in the parking lot with a billion kids, and everyone knew every song. She played 44 songs. I left my house at 9 Melissa, there's a woman on I the phone who says... 1 o'clock in the morning. There's a woman on the phone who says she is even more devoted to her children. Uh, ma'am, hi, Sandra, you say you Power. wanted to get... You, yes, go ahead. I'm a single mother. I love my kids. They love Taylor. I sold crack and gave multiple hand jobs to security guards to get my children into the concert. Isn't they were not lovely? listening from the parking lot. I blew guys to get them right. into the arena. You understand? Well, you're even a better mom than Melissa. My mom, my mom, I, I remember I wanted mom. to see Hendrix. My mother blew a few security guards. <laughs> Absolutely. It's what you do when you love your kids. Go ahead. Go ahead, Melissa. I have to tell you a really quick story. <laughs> I, I'm, I am such a maniac for you and your parents. I met your parents five years ago. <laughs> in, wait, listen. In a supermarket in Roslyn, I was going through a terrible time in my life. Howard. I listen to you. Listen. I would listen to listen. you every single day. And I saw your parents, and they were so lovely, and when I saw them, I started crying like I saw God, and they thought I was a lunatic because kidding. it was the, it was the <laughs> best. Besides Taylor Swift, it was one of the best days of my life that I met Ben and Ray Stern because I told them I met them. Go ahead, uh, Sandra. What do you want to say? You met my parents too. Bullshit. No. I decapitated three guys to get into a Fred Norris concert. <laughs> all right, all right, thanks. Okay, enough. All right, Melissa, thank you. Oh, Very nice. Goodness. Howard, I love you so much. You are the best thing ever. And you thank helped you, me so much 
when I was going through bad times, and you make me so happy, and everyone who knows me knows that you are Melissa, what are you yelling for? Howard! 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 All right, thank you, Melissa. You're sweet. And I grew up in Merrick, and I don't know you always wanted to move there, and I, I... I just think you're amazing. All right, thank you, Melissa. Isn't that, isn't she lo- isn't she lovely? Isn't she? <laughs> yeah, I think Stevie I, Wonder wrote a song about her. <laughs> I can't tell, like, if it's good to have a parent who's like that into you. That indulgent, uh, I, yeah. Like, like, I can't picture my mother going. Okay, look, here's the plan. I know you love Taylor Swift. Let's get, let's get in the car. We'll drive over. Hopefully, I can. Schmear a few of the security people, and we'll get into the parking I'll, lot. I'll beg. I'll do whatever I have to do. Officer, <laughs> my son Howard loves Taylor Swift. <laughs> you have to get us into the parking lot. Imagine get into the parking lot. Like, I, well, this like, is my- what I'm thinking. If your parent really is dying to make your dream come true, <laughs> and they only make it to the parking lot. What I does had, that say? I, I mean, I mean, I just can't picture my mother or father sitting in a parking lot with me and my <laughs> friends trying to I make will, my dream come true. I'll I mean, defend her for a second. Tickets were extremely hard to get, extremely expensive, and the resale right. market was insane. So my it mother was didn't, just... My mother was lazy and didn't uh, take care of me at all, I'm realizing. like, I, She should have... Listen, I know you want to see Jimi Hendrix at the Fillmore. We're going to get in the car. If I have to eat some security guard's ass, I'll do it. What? Who are you eating? You never ate my ass. (laughs) (laughs) My parents could have cared less what concert I wanted to go to. (laughs) Ah, my parents. I don't think my parents knew I was alive. That's right. They didn't know what music I liked. They didn't care. I would have just settled for a mom who would go down to the school and maybe discuss with the dean of boys how to keep me from getting my ass kicked every day. I would have preferred a mom who didn't go to the school because that was worse. <laughs> <laughs> she showed up. Well, Michelle, you did it. You got to the concert. What do you do? You think you'll be going any to any other concerts on the tour, or uh, is this it? I think that was it. If I could go in L.A., I would. Uh, right. But tickets are stupidly expensive. It, it's it's probably cheaper me, for me to fly and get a hotel for the three days that it's there than for one ticket to go to one show. What would it cost? Like, what did your tickets cost to Taylor Swift? I was extremely lucky, and I got them at face value on a presale. Um, so the first night I went was four hundred dollars, and I was two rows off of the floor. And then the second night I went was two hundred dollars. Wow, was a little further back. Wow. Yeah. Oh, good. But I know people who who paid to be in the three hundred sections over eight hundred dollars. It's a seat. The tickets in L.A. right now are thousand, like minimum thousand dollars. Jesus! Well, she gave me a money's worth. Heard you to 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 sell those tickets, Michelle. (laughs) She sold them to John Hine. (laughs) No, I sold them to Will Murray actually. Oh, Um, but before the whole, I didn't know the whole Ticketmaster thing was happening. By the way, Will Murray, who goofed on me relentlessly when I took my daughters to the Taylor Swift concerts, all of a sudden somebody's ponying up big time. So, would you pony uh, up, Will? No, I mean Michelle is like the nicest, most generous person ever. She she gave me the tickets at face value. 
oh. which was like wow. 150 bucks a pop, and then they were selling for like 2,500. So thank you, Michelle. You're the you're greatest. welcome. And to Will's credit, he did ask if I wanted more money, and I said no. Uh, yeah. Wow. I'm surprised you're Will no didn't business scalp woman. Him. I figured Will was going to sell. Him. I figured Will was going to sell him. You know, now, my Will, daughter got to me early. My he daughter's first me, concert. She loved it. Yeah, he told me over a year ago that his daughter wanted to go to Taylor Swift as her first concert, and I had that in the back of my mind. Knew that I was selling these tickets and went to Will. Well, you're what? a good person, Michelle. Yeah, you really are. Jeez, you it's might awesome. be a saint. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Like, I, I look at Will and I think, mm, fuck him. I'm not giving him my He's tickets. He's good for what? Exactly. Yeah, I get yeah. a thousand out of yeah. him. <laughs> fuck you, Will. <laughs> I could probably get four grand out of Will. Look at him. <laughs> not happening. No, she could watch the show at home. Yeah. yeah. You see what happens when you're a dad? All you want to do is like, I always wanted to be a hero to my girls. Like, you know, yeah. throw my weight around and I get tickets and shit. I remember. I told that story a hundred times when. I took my daughter Ashley to the Paul McCartney concert, and I stood there like a douche, uh, asking if uh, if I could get a an autograph for her. And he told me no. I mean, he made the <laughs> ultimate I knew move, and I knew because there was an announcement beforehand to everybody who got to go there that Paul doesn't do autographs. Yeah, and then and then Chris Rock just stood backstage and. Was, he goes, I can't wait to watch you ask Paul for an autograph. It would have been <laughs> fucking funny. And I'm like, I, not only am I do, humiliating myself because I love my daughter, but I'm about, I'm about to have Chris Rock witness my humiliation. A professional <laughs> comedian. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but there's nothing better than when like your kids think you're a hero because you get them to the concert. It's crazy. My girls, oh, yeah, yeah, what I wouldn't do for them, but uh, <laughs> all kinds of humiliation, you know what I mean? <laughs> so crazy. Well, anyway, the boy, man, Taylor Swift, what is she, what's her net worth? I want, let me hear. Hey, Siri. Uh-huh. What is Taylor Swift's net worth? Oh, $360 million. Nice. Oh, that seems light to me. Life. There's a report flying around this weekend that she's going to be a billionaire by the end of this tour. Oh, yeah, okay. 360 is, uh, this woman is, you know, her, all of her tours have sold out. She sold millions of records and whatever. So, and What's, her merchandising uh, and her promotional, uh, benefits, you know, doing commercials, you know, all this stuff she does. What's, um, like, what's she buying with that, Michelle? What is, um, uh... What's her house? I know she has an apartment in New York. She lives okay. in Nashville. She lives in L.A. She's definitely got something in London, but I'm not sure after her last relationship where that stands. Um, oh, I, you know what? You're right. According to a recently published Forbes list, she is now worth $740 million. Oh, this, Yeah. Siri, Siri got it wrong. Siri's uh, behind. And mm -hmm. she's going to continue to re-release... Her albums, which will in right. turn, she'll sell millions doing that. Says here she's thinking of uh, buying Canada, the entire country. <laughs> and it's just think cool. of the merch, Howard. You can't even get it. <laughs> this woman's got to be more than 360. Yeah, her next re-record comes out in July in a month. And then there's three more, I believe, that are left to re-record and release. So how, like... She's a powerful woman at this point when these guys date her. Like, I I don't know how they impress her. 
Because she's pretty That's impressive. That's why it doesn't last. I mean, you know, yeah. how long is her longest relationship, Michelle? I'm going to defend her. Her last relationship was six years. They just broke up. Um, On and off. Why would no, uh, no, why no. Did, did she break up with him or did uh, he break up with her? Where's that at? I could give you my theory, but I, I, I don't know. I've read that maybe he broke up with her, that he, she, I don't know. It's, what an asshole. Why would you break up with her? She's good looking. She could write songs and she's got fucking a billion dollars in the bank. And wasn't he an actor? He is an actor. actor. Who <laughs> fucking who? How do you, what? Why would you break up? Why would you break up with her? Didn't people think her and Joe that that was it? Like they were going to stay together for a long, oh, long time. Yes, there there were uh, Taylor Swift fans are all conspiracy theorists, and uh, I subscribe to some of them. But I did believe that they were either engaged or married, based on like through her lyrics and through things that she was like saying on stage that they were engaged at least. Man, some guys, I, I take it this guy who she was with for six years is a really good looking guy. Really good looking guys make a lot of stupid fucking decisions because they got it too goddamn good. You got a face like mine. If I had a Taylor Swift, I wouldn't let go. I'd be like, you know. She'd be uh, sick of you. <laughs> by the way, I'm an actor that nobody's ever heard of. Uh, so uh, <laughs> let's see. Hmm. Maybe I'll stay home and raise our children. And you go out and earn. I'd be fine with that. Who is who do you think is your favorite Taylor Swift boyfriend? Who are you most pleased with, Michelle? Do you, uh, I mean, <laughs> Harry Styles is uh, obviously. Oh, were they a thing? Uh, they were. They oh, went yeah. out. Oh, Remember yeah. she wrote a song about him. Style. I didn't know that. Oh, style. What did she say yep. in the song? That he was a dick or that he was a good guy? <laughs> I, yeah, I, he he seems like, like a good guy to me. He was like kind of a good guy, but like was also kind of like looking at someone else during their relationship. Uh, well, listen, he's a young rock star. He's going to want to fuck. He, he was like 18 big... or 19 at the time, yeah? Yeah, they were yeah. young. Mm. So he was your most favorite or? He is my been... most favorite. I think we I, we got, as both a Harry and Taylor fan in separate entities, we got very good music out of it. Right. <laughs> I like her height. How tall is she? I think six foot. Yeah. My kind of gal. You know, when yeah, I met her, Howard, lately, she was just a what? she was a little bit shorter than I was, and I'm six two. So, All right. Lately, you think, um, she's been more quiet about her relationships because they used to be a big. You know, they would blow up all over the place whenever she was seeing somebody, but she's taken it really to the down low, and you hardly know if she's with somebody now. Hmm. She's I think that happened like after the. Tom Hiddleston, Calvin yeah. Harris drama. Do you think Taylor will ever have kids? How old is she now? 33. 33? Yeah. Do you think she will have kids? I think if she wants them, she could. Yeah. But do you think she will? As a as a fan, do you know? I don't know. And I don't. I, I hope she does. Like, if that's something that she wants, I hope that that is something that she You don't know get. if she's dying to have children. You don't know if she was dying to get married. No, I think she's, I think she loves love. And that's what she's aiming for. Did you lose your voice at the concert? That's a real fan who screams during the whole thing. Yes, I, I did. And I came <laughs> into the office the next day and everyone was making fun of me. All right. How long did it take you to get your voice back? Three days-ish. 
What do you do during a Taylor Swift concert? Because that noise that comes out of certain people, like, like, what do you do? You just could sit there and go, ah, like, what do you do? That to lose no, your voice. I scream. You would hate me. You would hate everybody that was at this concert. Everybody screams and you scream at the top of your lungs. You just like you just what do you wild. scream? I don't even understand screaming. Like, what do you scream? A lot of the times you like for me, I scream the songs like just I am not a good singer. The lyrics? So like the lyrics. Yep. I, sing, oh, I, I, would, I would be so annoyed with you because I, I don't want yeah. it. I don't go to the concert to hear you screaming. I want to hear Howard. Taylor. Yeah. Howard. 60,000 fans screaming every song every word every song at the top of their lungs michelle could you scream for me to show me what you do because i that sound i don't even know how you do it i can't i'm I'm so i don't i'm not a whooper or like a like i don't what do you do what like like like, like that Kind of, yeah. Oh, man. Maybe if you play a song, she could do right. it better. Yeah, you're yeah. singing along right. to it, Michelle. <laughs> you feel like singing to uh, Shake It Off? Can you, can I really you handle that? I'm the worst singer in the world. I, I don't care. That. We want to hear what it sounds like in the concert next to you. All right, you said you like August, right? Should I play that? You don't really, that's not a screaming song. Okay, what's a screaming song? Shake It Off? Shake, Shake it, it Off. Shake It Off, you could. Uh, mm-hmm. The Sorry, Mike, the New York City is loud today. Um shake it off is good there's bad blood is good um okay I don't- i'll give you bad blood get ready we're at the concert here's taylor i'm think of me as taylor swift and now you're all <laughs> hopped up with all your friends because baby now we got bad blood you know it used to be mad love so take a look what you've done because baby now we got bad what if you skip if you skip a, par- a little bit forward it's okay. like the second-ish verse. I don't have the thing. There's a part that Kendrick Lamar features on. and Okay. There- That's when you start screaming? Yeah. So you okay. would, in. I don't know if you have that version loaded, but there's a part that mm. he goes, you forgive, you forget, and you never let it go. And then you just scream that at the top of your lungs. And then yeah, she wanna, hits the verse. I want to hear that. There's a fan on the phone that says she's still screaming. <laughs> uh, yes. Hello. <laughs> Sounds okay. like a siren. Sounds like a dude to me. Uh, I don't know if I have that. You don't have the whole song. I got bad blood, but I don't know if I got the Kendrick Lamar version. I don't know even know if I do. I, Here it is. Okay, that I got is it. That's definitely so, my mistake right. for not uh, saying that. Hold on. Baby, now we got bad Get ready. Is this the part? Is this the part? Yes. That was your big moment. I didn't want to come on. For, I could. I, would it motivate you if I say scream or you're fired? 
<laughs> John, you do it. <laughs> you know that part? All right. That's not your scream song. <laughs> you don't um, scream during the concert, do you? No. No. You don't. But no. Don't I'll sing you. along, though, for sure. You will? Well. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. I mean, Jesus. I mean, you just heard wow. my version of You Belong With Me. I can do that's other ones true. if you'd like. Yeah. No, that's all right. I heard that already. <laughs> John's also not a fan of that album, so he probably doesn't know all the... Not my genre. All right. But we should well, have a go. Taylor Swift off with John and some uh, some other guy who knows more lyrics. I'll pass. <laughs> I think I'll win that going away. Yeah. I was going to say, I wow. think John's really the only uh, other Swifty yeah. on there. Look, I went in, like Howard said, my daughters wanted to go. I took them. And then I was like, you know what? This isn't bad. And, and I ended up drinking the, uh, you know. The Kool-Aid. The Kool-Aid. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, guys. I mean, uh, I feel like it's I'm like updated. we were there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Oh, there you go. What the ah! fuck? We're, we're talking about a lot of shit this morning. I don't even know where I am, but. Uh, whatever. I was yeah, talking, talking to, about things that don't work and aren't reliable. And we got to Taylor Swift somehow. Hey, we were talking to Mac. We were talking about Max. Yeah, HBO. A lot of people are uptight that HBO Max became Max. They're like, well, but Max. Yeah, I don't offering, know what this means to me. I have the new app. I like it. It works well. Max offers blockbuster movies, original series, family favorites. Plans start at nine bucks and ninety nine cents a month. Just go to Max dot com. Max, the one to watch. Subscription required. Visit Max dot com. I was just watching something on Max. What the fuck was I watching? Uh. They got a lot of good stuff. Of course, you know, the big one is uh, the fuck. The one with the hotel. I can't think of the name. The White hotel. Lotus. White Lotus, yeah. Uh, White Lotus. That was awesome. Something Howard, else you know I was watching on there. Oh, you know what else I watch on there? I do watch um, Bridget. Uh, what's Bridget's last name? Somebody Somewhere. Bridget Everett. Somebody Somewhere, yeah. I, lo I love that show. I love that show. Yeah, you know, it's funny. The second season, I didn't think it was that good. And then all of a sudden, it got good after like three yeah. episodes. You got to hang the, with it. It's You know what I love about it? I love the guy that... The, I don't know what the deal with that guy is. He looks like he's like... some sort of Her, her gay illness. friend, the guy with the yeah. red hair. Looks like he's I from another my, planet. I can't take my eyes off of him. Yeah, and I can't take my eyes off of Murray Hill, who is the... <clears throat> who plays Fred? Fred, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, <clears throat> this, it seems like on that show, is everyone... Succession is Succession on that uh, channel, too? Yes. I don't know. I don't watch Succession. I should. I know. Everyone Such says I can And it ended. You could binge the whole thing now, Howard. And it was brilliant. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't know. I tried to get into that. I didn't. But they got a lot of great shows on Max. So there you go. The little commercial for Max. Yeah. Can I just say one thing about it, Howard? The, the new yeah. app. If you go down it, this is what I love about it. Like it's got shows and everything. But then it's got every single like you can go down and it's like HBO uh, Discovery, uh, the Magnolia, like Mary watches Magnolia, and it's got every single show in the history of any of those channels. <clears throat> Do they have uh, the Larry Sanders show? Yeah, because I was I on HBO. So, yeah, yeah. I was just watching an interview with uh, Gary Shandling. Boy, that guy was so great. He was talking about writing the Larry Sanders show and the It's Gary Shandling show. He was talking about it from a writer's perspective and. 
It was really interesting. Oh, sorry to throw up during a nice little tribute. I'm sure but. Gary is like appreciating this tribute. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe that, that guy's Howard dead. Really likes it. That guy was really funny. I'm actually really reading talented. that Judd. Yes. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm reading that Judd Apatow book about Gary Shandling. So I'm very into a Gary Shandling thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judd Apatow uh, took Gary's um, diary. You know, he had like a journal and published a lot of the stuff. It's really good. I've been reading it, remembering Gary Shandling. And he died sort of like in a weird way. Like he just sort of died all of a sudden. I, I don't know if he was ill or what, but. I don't remember I don't what. the circumstances. Good guy, though. Very cerebral. He was a pretty amazing guy, Gary Shandling. You know why? He was really, super, first of all, he grew up in Arizona. Like, you know, came from nothing. Uh, had a fucking weird childhood. His brother died. His brother had like cystic fibrosis or something. And I don't know. There was a lot of shit. And then he becomes a comedy writer, uh, like writing scripts for TV shows. Like he, like one day he goes, you know, I want to be a comedy writer. Um, I'll just write a script for like Sanford and son and see if they accept it. And they like, they loved it and they accepted it. Wow. And like, you know, that never happens. I knew tons of That's guys when amazing. I went to college. Yeah. Who wanted to be comedy writers and they would send in scripts to Mary Tyler Moore. That was the big show at that time and nothing would ever happen. But Gary sent in one to like Sanford and Son. And before you know it, he was writing Welcome Back Cotter. He was just super successful writing sitcoms. And then one day he just said, you know what? This is bullshit. Like he was making a lot of dough, had it all set up. He goes, you know what? I want to be a stand-up comic. And everyone's like, he's, even his agent's like, what the fuck are you doing? You're like the guy they go to to write these scripts. Quits everything. He had a couple of months salary saved up. Goes to like the comedy store. Starts at the bottom of the barrel. Starts performing stand-up comedy. You know, and you know, that's a shit show when you first start because, you, you know, you suck. He evidently didn't suck that bad. He, he came up pretty quick, but he wrote all his own material. And then, uh, of course, uh, got tapped to be on Carson and all these other shows. And then before you, then he had It's the Gary Shandling Show. And then even when he was doing It's Gary Shandling, they, he said it was just time to quit because they wanted like 18 shows mm-hmm. uh, a year and the writing was suffering. So then, and then he pitched uh, HBO on the Larry Sanders show and they loved the script, the first three scripts or something he wrote and they bought it, gave him the green light. And that show was fucking classic. But he died from pulmonary thrombosis, which is a blood clot that traveled from his leg into his lungs, which yeah. he died. How old do you think he was when he died? I'll t- I have the answer. Take a guess, though. All right. I'm guessing. Go ahead. 57. 66. I still think that's what? young. Yeah, 66. I didn't know he was that old. Yeah. I mean, he never appeared like an older guy. I went I mean, Jimmy Kimmel when I went, you know, when I used to go out to L.A., which I want to start. Oh, by the way, Kimmel, on vacation, Kimmel. I did a couple of things where I'm uh, not freaking out about COVID. I actually went out. I kind of had the attitude. I'll just go get COVID. And uh, what did I do? I now did a couple it's of things. hardly out there. You're now yeah, to go out and get it. <laughs> no, it is out there because uh, I, uh, Beth was telling me, telling me this. It was they they measure the wa- they look at something in the water and they can tell how much COVID is out there. Who knew? I love scientists. How like, did Jesus COVID Christ get in the water? 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they go, you know what? Let's check the water and we'll see if there's COVID. But uh, no, COVID's still out there. There's about 7,000 COVID-related hospitalizations in the U.S. in the past week. So it's still... It's well, still, that's uh, the whole U.S. That used to be a week in New York. I know. So I went with my wife and I, we went into Manhattan. We went to a restaurant. And then Beth went to my daughter's shower. My daughter's having like a whole coronation. She's not just getting married. It's like she the had, royal wedding? <laughs> it's kind of bigger than that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. She's such a good kid that I'm like happy for her and she deserves it. But man, she's got a lot of events. <laughs> I had a, some of the events, so many events for her wedding weekend that one of them, I, even I had to turn down. I'm her father. I was like, wow. honey, you got, I mean, you got, it's got to stop at some point. Just be married. <laughs> It's enough oh with the events. Goodness. Will will marriage be exciting events. enough after all these events? Or is she going to have well, to no, keep planning? She, she's got it worked out because then they're like taking a breather and then they're going on their big two-week honeymoon. So, ah, you know. okay. So yeah. they'll decompress. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want, Gary? Yeah. A lot of my, a lot of my our friends' kids have been getting married and it, it is insane. It is, yeah. you used to go to a wedding. Now it's a week of events. There's, um, there's, well, her shower uh, was three days. <laughs> I mean, Beth went. Beth went. To, Beth wasn't going to go to the shower originally because of you know COVID. And then now that we're living in a new reality, Beth and I, and we're actually doing stuff. We even went to a restaurant over vacation, like indoors, and ate. I took her out. He and we went. Like and, that's the most monumental thing you could do. Well, yeah. for me, Robin, it was like a big deal. Like I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm nuts. I, I was, and like now I'm not wearing a mask and I'm around people and I'm just like, hey, fuck it. If I get it, I get. I went, I went to my neighbor's house and played chess and no one wore a mask and I was like, you know, I, I was like, it was, it was kind of nice, except for the fact that I don't play chess anymore, so everybody plays me and beats me. And oh, I'm like, uh, really? You don't do well anymore at these things? No, I mean, I don't play enough. And, and plus, I'm sitting there and people are talking and not really concentrating on the game. The guy I was playing was concentrating very hard. And I was like, oh, uh, you know, you really wanted to beat me. So I was like, okay, beat me. What the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, everybody has their way with me. Well, my neighbor's a nice guy. He invited me over to play. Um, and you know who was there? Oz Perlman. You remember Oz? That's uh, a some the mentalist. Kind of mentalist. Yeah. Yeah. He's really good. He was doing like tricks. I don't know how the fuck he did these tricks. Oz Perlman. Uh, Gary, I'm sorry. You were saying something. Go ahead. I was just saying how it's become like um it's a wedding is no longer something you go to for a day. It becomes like a three or four day event. There's like um there's sometimes there's a rehearsal dinner, but that could be a welcome dinner. But you can go to the rehearsal dinner that's just for the family, and then there's welcome drinks afterward. Then there's a wedding the next day, then there's a post party, then there's a brunch the next yeah, day. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. She's got and all then, that. And then the other one that's crazy, and I heard this from my son's girlfriend, like the bachelorette parties now. Can be three or four day events, right? Yeah. Always hers was three. Where hers where was three. Every day, the all the women in the bridal party have to get matching outfits that are no, expensive. They didn't, they didn't do that, but uh, 
I don't. She had like Beth went to the actual shower. Then after the shower, there was another thing, and then everyone stayed at a hotel. <laughs> and then the next day, they were you know doing some other thing, and and then. But even the wedding is almost like a carnival. There's so many events leading yeah. up to the se- the the nuptials, and then there's well, parties after. Well, you know. When my daughter was first announcing everything that she was, she goes, Dad, we're going to have a rehearsal dinner. I go, okay. So the other day I said to her, like, I'm coming to, we're going to rehearse, right? What time do we rehearse? She goes, oh, there's no rehearsal at the rehearsal dinner. I go, what? (laughs) What do you mean there's no rehearsal? (laughs) No, we're going to rehearse the day of the wedding. And I go, well, well, first of all, I've been in weddings. Your sister got married. We rehearsed for five minutes before the fucking wedding. But Ashley wants to do like, like someone told me the other day, they want me there at like two o'clock in the afternoon for a seven o'clock wedding. And I go, that's not wow. happening. I have to nap. Uh, but, but why would you need to be there at two? What would they? I don't they, know. For the rehearsal. They, Wait, rehearsal. I, I go, I'll never last the day. I'll die. Yeah. Because if you go at two, then if it starts at seven, that means oh my God, I'm a, I'll be unconscious. You have to be there till at least, I'm guessing, it ends at 11 and then it's going to post event. Yeah, you you got to yeah. be ready to be no! up till 1. Yeah, yeah. It, Look, I remember, you know, there was so much food yeah. at your, you know, your other daughter's wedding. There was just food everywhere. Yeah. And then you think, okay, that's enough. No, then there was a dinner. And then. <laughs> oh, is that right? They cleared away and it was a dessert. Yeah. And then a they dessert cleared cart. away. And then a truck pulled up. Oh yeah, really? With, yes, tacos. I wasn't there for that. And oh my, I tacos. Mean, it was like, I never. Yeah, like food trucks were all over the place. <laughs> Howard, wow. I went to a I went to a wedding, and I didn't was, even know. I, I didn't even know I had that. I mean, she had last, that. Uh, you didn't no, last I mean, for a dessert. I went to a wedding. No. It was five hours long. And then when I left, it was in the city. Just like Robin said, there were tons of trucks. There was a pizza truck, a taco truck, and then there was a candy truck that had every imaginable candy. You could say, I want juju beans. I want snow caps. I want M&Ms. Whatever. Just, they would just hand it I'm to I'm sure you. my daughter will have that. I mean, she seems like she's got yeah. all the accoutrement. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just said, this is wild. I told them, elope and fuck, take the money and buy a house. <laughs> Nobody listens to me. Yeah, even Ronnie's the food do- trucks were for the after party. Like you had the mm. reception, and then there was this after party where bands came in and everybody was dancing. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a lot, but um, it'll be nice. It'll be beautiful, and she'll have a great time. She'll never forget well. it. And like I, you know, eh, forget it. I don't know. Whatever it is, I'll, I'll, you know, you know how much fun I am. So it'll be fun. Have you got your speech together? I know you were laboring. No, no, I didn't do that yet. <laughs> I, you know, listen, I, I don't like rehearsed speech. I like to just get up and say something from the heart. And okay, you know, I think that's the best. Me too. And and people who drone on, I go on. I went on a on a website where there were like examples of dads giving father of the bride uh speeches and they killed i mean it was almost like a professional comedian like they were like funny and then they get the whole crowd crying and all that right i don't know but some people drone on and on and on and it's like shut the fuck up
you know, people are trying to party. I don't want to hear you droning. I'll say something from the heart and get the fuck off. My father taught me that. You talk. You don't, you don't even say anything. <laughs> say something. You want to be on the radio? You could. You could barely put two words together. <laughs> <laughs> my mother used to. My mother used to get me um, up to make speeches. I remember we were at a bat mitzvah. My mother goes, "Get up and say something." And I went, "What?" You're a communicator. <laughs> it was my niece's bat mitzvah, and uh, I didn't have anything prepared. The, the, my my brother-in-law is supposed to get up and say something. Not me. It's his kid. Your brother-in-law is very quiet. You should get up and say something. I go, my brother-in-law's quiet. They'll give a quiet speech. It's his moment, not mine. Well, my mother would work on me. I'm working on I get up, and I don't have anything prepared. And I get up and go, hey, you know... I just want to say, uh, nice to be here, and it's a beautiful occasion, and and just, you know, it, it warms my heart to see everyone together, and, you know, it's great seeing everybody. Something like that. That was horrible, she would say. <laughs> like, literally, get a hold of me. We didn't say anything. What kind of speech? I go, why the fuck don't you get up and give a speech? Why? why, why what am I? What, 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 what are you just, because I'm on the radio, I know what to say? All this stress. Nobody remembers the fucking speech anyway. A bunch of drunks. <laughs> I have, uh, I don't recall, you know. Anyway, I, I think I did a pretty good job at my, my other daughter's uh, wedding. And Yeah, I don't remember you know. it being an embarrassing exactly. or disappointing no. moment. No, I, I, I have a couple of things jotted down, you know. Right, John? I'm going through it right now, Howard, planning my daughter's wedding and... The pressure is just so intense. Like I, I, you know, I want them to have a great time and throw a nice event and everybody. But it's like one thing after another, after another, after another. And like you, I was like, why don't you guys just go find a nice place to go away and get married? And all the money we're putting into this, start your life together. No, they want you know they want the wedding and and yeah, they, they my want daughter the celebration. Said. I said to, I gave her the same speech. She goes, Dad. This I've dreamt about my wedding uh, my entire life. Blah, 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 blah. I said, "Okay, I'm, y y that's the last I'm going to say. I'm not. I'm, I'm into it." She gets whatever she wants out of me anyway. I'm a sucker. I mean, <laughs> you know what you I mean. You act like your other daughters don't. All of them do. All three of them do. <laughs> like I want to. I, I try to like put my foot down, and then they. I don't know. <laughs> I'm easily manipulated by them. They have a way of working on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy, but because you want to give them everything, and you know, if you have the means to do it, it's great. But you also don't want to spoil them. And then, I mean, Robin, you were at my kids' bat mitzvahs, like they it was crazy. It was yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, but my kids appreciate it. They're not spoiled. I'm spoiling the right. hell out of them. I know it. Yeah, Beth's uh, trying to. Beth has already bought like seven different dresses to wear to my daughter's wedding, and I'm like, so she's got like all these dresses, and the, like the last night she goes, I just found the dress for Ashley's wedding. I go, <laughs> what? You just, but you bought seven dresses. She goes, ah, it's not. They're not right. They're not the right thing. So she goes, you, now we're trying to determine if her dress is too sexy for the wedding because it's got a little bit of like you know cleavage and maybe some a little bit of stomach and. Uh, and I said, hmm, you look, I bet you'd look hot in that dress, but you can't look too hot. 
titties. You never want to upstage the bride. No, that she wouldn't upstage the bride. Bottom line. Yeah, she knows. She knows all the rules. Okay. Yeah. Mm. She's not going to upstage her, but, you know, I don't know. I, I had a tux made, black tie. So that's a tuck. That means tux. And, uh, and my measurements have changed. I bought a tux during America's Got Talent. I didn't think my body had changed that much, but Jesus Christ. Really? Just from yeah. America's Got Talent era? Yeah. How long ago was that? Five years? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Man, it was a little depressing. And I, and I then, like, heard uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger talking yeah. about life now. And he says, I look down, I, I look at them in the mirror. I used to look in the mirror, you know, and he'd be doing his flexing and he saw this perfect body and anything he saw that was out of place. He'd work on yeah. it and carve it into shape so that he was this magnificent specimen. He goes, now I look down, I go, what's that? It's a belly. What yeah. am I doing with a belly? Well, are you watching Fubar on Netflix? Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, did you get to the scene yet where um, Arnold's in bed with his uh, ex-wife? Yes. And he's got like a shirt off, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I think at this point, I might be in better shape than Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty and sad. The worst, the worst thing about it is he no. has a statue of himself. In his prime, uh, on his property. Yeah, that's a pretty depressing game to play, especially if you're Arnold Schwarzenegger, because you know Arnold was just a, a, a thing of beauty. You know, like the guy was perfectly sculpted. He had the perfect, like even his fucking calves. No one has calves. This fucking guy's calves were like he he concentrated on his calf muscles so that he would win competitions. And the guy was just a beauty, you know. And it's got to be depressing. Like I literally look at like. Like, a, I'll see on the internet a tape of our show from like, I don't know, 20 years ago. I'll be talking to someone. And I go, you know what? I look, I'm kind of cute, dare I say. <laughs> and I'm like, and they, now look at me. And imagine if you're Arnold Schwarzenegger and like Howard Stern now is in better shape than you. I know, I know. It's terrible. Yeah. You're like, Arnold has his shirt off. And I'm like, hmm, that's not, maybe, maybe like, like put the covers up over him. I know, and it's, you know, it's because he had blown himself up so much yeah. that the shrinkage is just awful. Yeah. I kind of like that I'm, I think my body might be more attractive than his right now. Might be. I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, I I've mean, got a you lot almost, of flaws. And foobar, you're going, that, that sort of looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Getting older is a bitch, man. It just really fucking sucks. It's hard to explain. And like up. when he said the word belly, like belly was disgusting to him. Yeah, I know. Like, he, I hear him. I'm, I'm right there with belly. him. Belly. We got to have him back on. I mean, the real Arnold and like talk about yes. this. Yes. Yeah. I think I could uh, titty fuck Arnold right now if I needed to. <laughs> I was desperate. <laughs> Take my Schwanzstrucker and rub it between his breasts. And anyway, just think, hey, you know, that scene where he would get naked in a movie was a big scene. Like, oh, yeah, we can't wait for Arnold to, like, rip off his shirt. In Terminator, he's fucking ripped. Yeah. But, 
I need to do a uh, follow-up on some things. Yeah, I'm the. Uh, I'm just like uh, you know. I'm in a new studio, not a new studio, but I'm back in my New York studio and mm-hmm. trying to get used to where everything is. That's why I'm. I keep you keep seeing my. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> testing, testing. One, two, one, two, one, two, three. Yeah. You don't Everything's have a similar a different... setup everywhere you go? No, I changed my setup around. Uh, radio studios have gotten tremendously efficient, actually. And you can see that uh, I kind of I kind of broke up my board. You used to have to buy like a big board, but now they come in modules. Uh-huh. So like I, I broke everything up and pushed it off to the side so I have more room. But now I'm trying to memorize where everything is <laughs> so that at a moment's notice I can break into. Yeah, Robin. Uh, sit on my lap. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't want to. I want to make it so I don't have to look at my controls. When I, when I break into voice, you know what I mean. I can do this. That's very good. Quickly go to this. Possibly this. You know, <laughs> I, like my job is complicated. I was actually down here practicing with the equipment the other day wow. to make sure I could. Yeah, that's my dedication to my craft. Well, I appreciate that. If you want to, uh, let's uh, call my deep voice Bob and call the high voice um, Steve. <laughs> so you'll see now I'm, I can master this. Uh, ask Bob or Steve a question and I'll quickly break into it. So Steve, how was your vacation? Very good, Robin. Thank you. Um, we went to the Taylor <laughs> Swift concert and then we went over and saw uh, Scott Stapp. Absolutely. Hey. And Bob, did you score with anybody while we Absolutely. were off? I um, I fucked like three girls. <laughs> um, you know I have, you know, you know my nickname is Big Balls Bob, <laughs> and uh, my cock, if you don't mind me saying, Robin is thirteen inches long, and my each wow. ball, the, the circumference of my balls, made it into the Guinness Book of World Records. Oh my goodness! And, and these uh, women were well satisfied. Oh yeah, in fact. Uh, I'll tell you a little story. I, I was at the Taylor Swift concert, and I didn't want to miss a song. <laughs> so I wore, like, a big, giant diaper. And my, my, you know, my cock and balls are so big that when I shit in my diaper, it got all over my balls. You should have seen the, the cleanup what a I had. mess, yeah. Yeah, it was fucking nuts. That's how insane, uh, <laughs> you know, my balls are, like, if I sit down and pee, my balls are in the water. Like, I once flushed yeah. my balls almost down the whole bowl. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, at the Taylor Swift concert, my balls took up two seats. Two seats. <laughs> yeah. They're really a problem. You have to make <laughs> special arrangements for them. Yeah, you love it. And I know you want it. So there you go. You know, I'd love to, love to go to a concert with you and let you hold my balls. I, I bet those women, when you take off your pants, they're scared of your balls. Forget your cock. Yeah, they don't even notice my cock because the balls are so big. I had to pay, pay $18,000 for tickets just for my balls. How's that sound? All right. You can yeah. understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And the, and the transition is smooth. Thank you. Um, unlike Bob, I almost have no balls. <laughs> I was waiting in line for 17 hours for merch. 
and I uh, couldn't get any at the Taylor Swift concert. And, oh, uh, my goodness. I, I didn't even need a ticket for my balls. <laughs> I have no cock and balls. My balls look like peas. <laughs> oh, you're a well, douche. You're not even a real man. Yes, I am. Yeah. I am a real man. I have pellet-sized balls. Exactly. You're a douche. That's what I say. Get the fuck out of here, you pussy. No girls you two can't you. hang out at the Taylor Swift concert. No. You're not going to be friends. No. no, his balls don't smell like shit. <laughs> well, I'm a grown-ass man, so shut the fuck up. Well, you can see that I've mastered the, uh, by practicing, I've mastered those effects. Yeah, the rehearsal quickly paid get to off. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Rehearsal really paid off, Robin. <laughs> sure did, Howard. Where's that little peckerhead, Steve? I'm going to drown him in my cum. Come here, little man. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh... Yeah, so I moved some equipment around. I was preparing for our our big month of June where we, you know, we're coming on live and making sure I could handle all the equipment. I just uh, peed during the break and I peed sitting down. And uh Is yeah, that I don't your drink. new thing? That's my new thing? thing. Yeah, Ralph suggested to me, you know, he's a big fan of peeing sitting down I, it's just I, during the show i don't have time for cleanup if i piss all over the floor in the toilet seat because my aim is so bad <laughs> so i just sat down but i don't feel like i fully evacuate when i'm sitting down peeing you know oh i like to get it all out do you notice more dribble oh yeah i got tremendous i, I tell you i stuffed two uh, tissues in my underpants <laughs> <laughs> you should see all the lint in my underpants at the end of the day like, they've got to construct a tissue that doesn't um, leave a mess in your underpants. I like to leave two tissues in my underpants so that I don't get any drippage into my actual underpant. Uh-huh. Keeps things fresh down there. So I got a, I got a lot going on in my underpants right now. Yeah. You, you know. got to come up with some kind of a man pad. They have them, actually, and I, I bought really? some. Well, I wouldn't buy them. Someone sent them to me because <laughs> there's no fucking way... I couldn't even say to, like, my assistant, can you buy me some man pads? <laughs> <laughs> not, that's not happening. <laughs> like, even toward the end of my dad's life, like, he eventually had to go into a diaper at night because he would, like, piss uh -huh. the bed. And he was, like, putting up a fight on that. Like, he was fucking out of it. And, uh, you know, he, he couldn't talk for that good from the stroke. But I was like, Dad, you know, I think you have to wear a diaper. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He drew but the he, line at the diaper. Yeah, he acquiesced, though. In the end, he had the diaper on. It was not great. You know, he saw it as a big defeat. I get it. I don't want to yeah, be. You know, of course. Like, I, I didn't want to actually, like, shoving a few tissues down my pants is fine. But <laughs> I don't want to graduate to uh, a, an actual pad. What but, does a uh, man they, pad look like? Some guy must have invented them and uh, sent them to me, a promotional thing and box of them. And, I tried it, but it slipped around too much. It would irritate my penis hole. Oh. So it didn't It didn't have, um, it was a little too rough on my wiener. Okay, that's not uh, perfected then. Something has no. to be worked no. on there. It's nice. It didn't leave any lint in your underpants, but, uh, you know. Can't be irritated. No. You need the Elon Musk of man pads to come <laughs> along and... 
<laughs> Keep working on that. Nice try. Yeah. Hey, uh, did you miss uh, talking to uh, Donald Trump on our show uh, while we were on vacation? Because I can talk what? to him now. When the the other day when I was thinking about the show starting up again, I was like, I wonder if we'll talk to Donald Trump. So I must yeah. have been missing it. Yeah, people like that feature. So I can make that happen right now before I get to um, a follow up on Sam's mom and all that. Because we've been oh. dicking around a lot. Yeah. Me here. How are Hello you, Mr. There, Trump? Howard. You know, it's good to be here, by the way. And <laughs> you saw probably little sleepy Joe. He fell at the Air Force graduation. He was sleepwalking again and he stumbled and he fell. What a shame. Running for president. The man can't even walk. <laughs> and have you seen, you know, Sleepy Joe, he was full, he was like Bambi on the frozen pond. So sad. Time to go, Joe. Really time to go. It's such a shame. <laughs> you know, I I always like talking to you. And when I was on vacation for two weeks, I was like, oh, man, I wonder what Donald thinks about. I, I Right away, I said, I wonder what you think about Joe Biden, Joe Biden falling at the Air Force graduation, you know. And, uh, and then I was thinking, too. What about the Ron DeSantis announcement? You must have gone berserk. And, you know, speaking of the Disney creatures that, you know, Ron DeSanctimonious, he wants to put them in a concentration camp. And you have him running officially now, DeSanctimonious, and he's a sad, lonely loser, Ron. You know, watching him is like watching a C-SPAN rerun. And I hear he apologizes when he comes. Did you know this? He apologizes. And after that, he had the glitch with the uh, the Elon with the swollen brain. He had the glitch. And he, he tried to do the announcement, and it was so embarrassing. You had to see him. He was he was glitching mid-announcement. And he calls me afterwards, and he says, Donald, I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. I see you as a father figure to me, by the way. I see you well, as a dad. He, he, says, he says that uh, you, you, I always hear you. You're talking about how you endorse Ron DeSantis, and then now he's not grateful. He's not grateful. He's so ungrateful. He had tears in his eyes, mascara running down his face. And he was so upset. He was so, and I said, Ron, don't worry about it. You're a disgrace, but don't worry about it because honestly, at the end of the day, I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you, but I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you bad. And I showed him I have a new slogan, a very good slogan, and I created it myself, by the way. My right. campaign slogan is, you can't make this up. Maga, gaga, 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 gaga. <laughs> what do you mean? Make what is America that? That's great a, that's and good glorious one. and good <laughs> and gruesome and gigantic <laughs> and gluey and gooey and glorious and even greater, by the way, and gargantuan. Groovy. Right, right. Say Maga it again. Maga, it's a maga ga 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 How's that fit on a hat? That's the problem. I mean, make America gluttonous, gruesome, goose, goosey, goosey. Make it Lady Gaga. Make it Garfield. Great, grand, gratuitous, glorious, great, greater, Mr. Trump. What do you think? I noticed your main opponent is Ron DeSantis, but he now says his name is Ron DeSantis. And some people are calling him Ron DeSantis. Some people are calling him Ron DeSantis. You know, what a shame the man. He doesn't know his own name. DeSantis. I call him DeSex Offender, by the way. He doesn't know how to pronounce his own. How do you not know how to pronounce? That's your own name. You're running for president. What a shame. You know, well, go, he's a disgrace. He's embarrassed. Well, going to war with, uh, uh, excuse me, going to war with Disney. 
I mean, uh, well, you know, it's crazy. Is that what right? we can expect him to do as president? <laughs> you know, he wants to send our troops into Disney. We have our wonderful troops, <laughs> and they're doing incredible things. And we have people they're breaking into, they're sneaking in, they're building tunnels, they're flying in, they're coming into the country. All these ways. He wants us to go to Disney World and fight Goofy. <laughs> That's what he wants. He wants us to go against. The American army, we have so much to do. We have China to worry about. China. You know China. <laughs> and he wants China. to send our great American military, the missiles, to Mickey Mouse. What a shame. A shame it is. Well, you Billions know, of dollars I, of army. You, you built up the army, right? When you were president, you built up the army, right? I built it up so bigly, you wouldn't believe how big I built it up. I built it up like Legos, and we see I'm against... Killing Cinderella, I don't. I never wanted to kill Cinderella, and you know, DeSantis, right. he wanted to do it. And my army was so huge, it was so bigly, and no one builds bigger armies than me because I right. build it like like a little boy playing with building blocks, and right. we're building a space force like right. you've never seen. We're going into space where we have blown up more asteroids than probably anybody. <laughs> Did you know this? And they're I coming didn't know it. <laughs> they're coming for Earth. They won't tell you they're coming for Earth. Well, I got to tell you, Mr. Uh, President, Mr. Ex-President, I should say, I, I always like hearing you on the show, and I like to hear your thoughts about what's going on. And I know you're in a, a lot of legal trouble. Oh, my God. Uh, witch hunt, uh, you call it, right? But uh, do you know what I mean? You know, I'm in a big witch hunt, and it's so nasty what they're doing because they really should be looking at Sicko Ron. Because Sicko Ron, you know, he's concerned with... Pinocchio, have you seen this? He's obsessed with Pinocchio, as long as he wouldn't know. And people have been telling me that he wants to sit on it. What a weirdo. Oh, people no. are all, they said, they said that he wants to turn Mr. Toad into Mr. Load. What kind of nasty thing is this? Well, you know? I mean, and, and, uh, and, 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 uh, I tell you, you're, you're, you're still up in the polls despite all of this trouble with the, 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 that that woman that uh, sued you and uh, she said that she you, might uh, sue you again she's gonna sue you again and, and you know and she, she could sue me as many times as she wanted does doesn't even matter doesn't affect me she writes her books writes her poems whatever she does you know what because you can't beat me because i do a lot of incredible work and if you see my numbers i wish you'd sue me every week i should sue her <laughs> for being a pain in the ass <laughs> Did you see uh, Mike Pence riding a Harley Davidson motorcycle last weekend? I mean, he's trying to change his image, too. You know, Mike Pence. Pence on a motorcycle. Look at Pence. You got this big fat so riding a motorcycle. He's about to tip over. What is he doing, Pence, on the motorcycle? It's dangerous. The guy's 79 years old. You know, he's on the motorcycle. Quite frankly, I hope he doesn't hit a pole, or maybe he does. We don't know. And he's got a wig, too. I'll tell you that much. He's wearing a Not wig. He looks like a circus bear on a unicycle. Wow. <laughs> Circus what were pair. all those things on his <laughs> He looked his like Liberace jacket. playing the Fonz. Should... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. Well, uh, you know, there's so much. He should stay at home on the rocking chair. That's what he should do. Stay at home yelling at the gay people. That's what he does best. Pants, and I tell pants. you, uh, and I see with transgender, everyone's so uptight. I know you, you're going to put an end to that, right? Transgender. It's done right? when you become president. 
Yep, when it transgender, the whole concept, we're getting rid of it, we're removing the word. You won't be able to say the word in a public space if you're near people. If you're near wow. people under the height of 5'5", five five, we consider them children. And you won't be able to talk. You can't say transgender near them. In my world, we're going to know who's who. You're going to be able to go up to people and unmask them. That's a new policy I'm doing. It's going to be like Scooby-Doo. You take their masks off. And that's what it is. And we're going to round them up and we're going to send them away somewhere far away. Far, far away, I call it. <laughs> well, it's Mr. Far, Tr- far away. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Trump, thank you uh, for sharing your thoughts. Is there anything you want to say uh, in closing? Because uh, I do have to Any closing. Well, we're going to close with this. I'm going to be checking all the women for a set of testicles. We're going to be doing a security stop at various intervals throughout every city. We're going to do a testicle stop. Uh, penis checks in women's <laughs> bathrooms, and I will put mirrors on my shoes to check underskirts for balls. Yeah, all right. Well, thank you so much, Mr. President. Thank you. All right. There he is. Oh, That's, my uh, goodness. Because you missed Donald Trump, Robin, I uh, wanted yes. you to speak with him. Well, and, I uh, can't wait now because practically every Republican is entering the race. At this point. I know. I saw Chris Christie, <laughs> uh, Nikki Haley. And uh, then you got Pence, and uh, there's another guy, uh, Tim Scott is his name? Tim? Yeah, yeah. Tim so Scott, maybe? I think maybe? that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, let me do this, because we're going to run out of time. There's a couple of things, because we were away, and I know uh, the audience likes an update. Uh, before the break, our writer, Sam, we did a whole long thing with Sam's mom, trying to find yes. love. People, A lot of people wrote in and said, uh, how did the mom do with her date? If you remember, Sam's mom, 69 years old, wanted love. And she chose a guy with a six-pack from Miami, a realtor named Johnny G as the winner. Do you remember? Yes. Yep. And the prize, they, they well, the prize, they, they met on Zoom. They had a Zoom date to see how oh, that would okay. go. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, I'll give away the lead right away. I don't think it was a love connection. There was the no chemistry? Thing. Well... First of all, and I like Johnny G, nice guy. That's why we chose him for the dating game. But for one thing, he spent the entire date talking about himself. Uh oh. And you know, if I could advise men, and I'm no ladies' man, okay? I'm no ladies' man. But the one thing you got to do, you got to ask a woman a couple of questions. So uh, here you go. Here's a, a montage of Johnny G talking about his favorite subject, Johnny G. Father and mom got divorced when I was about eight and dad moved to Miami Beach first. My, I had a bar mitzvah. I had like every kid that was, you know, worthwhile as far as I'm concerned. We all came from elementary schools, uh, different ones, and it all merged into this junior high school. And so nobody knew who anybody was. I went to Camp Kennybrook. Right. I'm a very sexual person, just to, to be blunt. I'm not into the weird fetishes. I don't believe in that. Anyhow, uh, I went for this deviated septum surgery. I figured, hey, listen, I got insurance on top of insurance. Let me go take care of this now. And next summer, right. I won't have to, you know, have heavy breathing. He wrote the hottest ads that there were. And oh my God. Every, everything was in code over the phone because he was always worried that the uh, the postmaster general was going right. to come arrest him. I want to become a sexual influencer. There were more places in let's call it Aventura, in the 1980s that uh-huh. were geared for single people. 
people. Oh, interesting. Now, I have a first cousin named Kathy with a C. My mother told me later that, uh, well, when she was pregnant with me, that it's all she ate was pizza. IV. Yikes. My man Johnny G can give Gary a run for his money. Have you ever been around Gary? That guy can talk talk your head off. But I Johnny mean, I, G, I, you know, that's like six years of a relationship. And he did it all in the first date. He spent, we, we clocked it because, you know, they allowed us to tape the whole interaction. Johnny spent seven minutes on the topic of pizza alone. Oh, my God. I'll give you, I'm, I'm not going to, I mean, I, I got to play a little bit of it for you. I can't play you all seven minutes. When I left New York, I was, you know, missing the New York pizza. The only thing that was even close to it, but not when didn't go by that name, was uh, Wolfgang Puck in L.A. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And he had the California Pizza Kitchen. Right. And he made specialty pizzas. So I wanted real pizza. So we had the whole week. Then we did a calorie count pizza. <laughs> oh, my God. But we had like 27 toppings. We had sun-dried tomatoes, smoked mozzarella, smoked provolone. So I looked it up and I found out that the number one pizza cookbook in the world was a guy named uh, Pasquale Bruno Jr. Okay. And I, I just picked up the phone and I called him. <laughs> but you probably need hard water versus soft water, not just purified water. Hey, Kathy, can you calm down so I can hear Johnny talking about pizza? Would you stop interrupting? I think that's so impressive. Thank you. I, I had to learn, you know, from scratch. Yeah. I had to find out what the best oven was, you know, the best. Oh, you know, my God. I mean, I had to research everything. Boy. John, Johnny thinks he didn't talk enough about pizza. If he talked a little longer, maybe he would have won her over. Yeah, that would have, you know, pulled the switch. Good. When the date was over, we asked Johnny to give the date a grade to see if he learned anything about Kathy. Here was uh, Johnny G evaluating. Give the date a grade, A plus to F. I would call it an A plus. I think it, for what it was, it couldn't have gone any better. And your interest in Kathy on a scale of 1 to 10 after this date? Oh, I, I'm definitely a 10. I'd like to get to know her. I think she's great. And I know we'd have fun. It's that. not even a question. <laughs> I know we'd have a good time together. So let me ask, what are the top three new things you learned about Kathy during the state. Wow. Top three. It's a difficult question. Matt, um, having listened to her pretty carefully, you know, on the playbacks, I don't think that I learned anything earth shattering or shatteringly new. How about the top one thing you learned about Kathy? Um, that I was right. <laughs> She's exactly what I thought she would be. It, it it took over 35 minutes before Johnny asked Kathy a question about herself. So what was that question? I forget. Hey, Mamet, you remember what the question was after 35 minutes that Johnny G asked? I'm not sure. Uh, no, 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 I don't. And, uh, yeah, I think it was just it, it was just like a like how about you type thing. It was nothing like um that interesting or insightful. <laughs> Johnny, no offense, bro. You got to up your game. Yeah. Well, in my defense, I would like to say that I was coming down with a bronchial cough that landed me in the hospital a couple of days later, but besides that uh, that means you should be talking and, less, though. That's what yes. I'm thinking. And you're and you're editing. No, I listen. I wasn't feeling 100, percent but that's no excuse. 
Um, I'll be honest, I've never been on a Zoom date, and I've never been in that kind of circumstance. And hearing it back, uh, I can't disagree with you. Yeah, a lot of I don't pizza even know how you get all the way to pizza. Have you been success? Have you been successful, Johnny? Like like doing the seven to ten minute rap on pizza with women? I, and nothing turns Robin on more than pizza, but she's unusual. Well, it depends on on the length of the date. See, if you have like you know three or four hours of a date, then uh, possibly a seven minute rant on pizza might be fine. But uh, yeah. it all depends on you know, it's all relative. Yeah, I'll play it, Kathy. Uh, then we ask Kathy, what? Do, how do you grade Johnny G's performance on the date? Here we go. Yeah. Probably a, a C. What do you think could have made it an A plus? Probably him asking stuff about me. You know, trying to find more out about me. I've had a million dates like that, by the way. And you walk away and go, "Fuck you." You know what I mean? It's like, oh. "Fuck you." You don't even have anything good to say. You know what I mean? But with him, I really did want to hear more about him. Hmm. So I guess she likes. Let me, let me see what's she going gave on a there. C. That's not complete failure. Hey, Kathy. So even hey. with Johnny not really learning anything about you, you're still kind of intrigued, huh? Well, I mean, when he was just, you know, when you played back his response to um, to the date itself, I have to say he's really sounded like a fucking asshole. I mean, like really, totally out of touch. However, um, we did have a call because afterwards. So uh, I wanted to call him to tell him that I wasn't interested just to be uh, polite. So we could just, you know, I could just be done with it and he could be done with it. And um, he was really cool on the phone. So I have to say it was not what I expected. Hmm. He basically said that he had been an asshole and that he had gotten sick and that he hadn't asked me questions. And it was like, a totally different person. Oh. It was really fucking weird. And until oh. I just heard him again, I was really like, oh, it's a shame he doesn't live so close, you know? I mean, he yeah. really, you know, I mean, we both agreed on that. I didn't have to say, sorry about it, bud. We both said, ah, we live in different places. Hey. Nice meeting you. May I say, when I heard me just now, I thought that guy was a complete asshole. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, listen, you two kids. I don't know what's going to come of this. Uh, for, for hey, for what it's worth, Sam, your daughter Kathy thinks you're really smitten with uh, Johnny G. Oh my, really? God. Uh, she thinks you're holding back. Yeah, that's what Sam's told me. No, that's she, because he no, because he said that she she was a real champ for putting up with the whole thing. So I think she's no. smitten. <laughs> Sam, Sam, what's the deal? Like, uh, what's the vibe you get if you want to just put a you know sort of a uh, what do you call it? A, uh, a close to this. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm ready to put a close to this, <laughs> Howard. Uh, I'm really ready. I'm ready. What, what do you what think? You, wish for. Uh, you know, she goes back and forth between how much she wants me involved. But at the same time, after her call with Johnny G, I had three missed calls from her. And I, I couldn't talk on the phone and she was dying to tell me all the details about Johnny G. And she was like, man, he's a great guy. I really had a, she, she, she was so into it. Wow. So I think she's playing it down because maybe there's no chance because he lives in Florida, but she seemed to be really into him in their private conversation. You guys think you'll get together at all or is it like over? 
from my perspective, I think if Johnny G happened to come to New York because he had a reason, um, it'd be nice to get together with him. I mean, I wouldn't be jumping into bed with him, but mm. I would certainly. Not, not a good reason him. to come to New York. If, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, what are you yeah, going to get on a go. plane for? Forget <laughs> it. Yeah, what the hell? Forget you know what, though, Johnny? I, I've learned from experience. A lot of people say, hey, I'm not jumping into bed with him. And then, you know, they but somehow they jump, jump into bed. bed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? Can happen. Listen, I, I, I could appreciate that, and, and that's what she absolutely should say and think at this point in time. However, um, if she made it to Florida, I would love to see her. And if I made it to New York, I would love to see her. And By the way, Johnny, there's a guy on the phone named Johnny C., and he thinks you're great, and he thinks you did a great job with the date. Yeah, Johnny C., what's up? Yeah, I think Johnny did really great. Don't be too hard on yourself, Johnny. I think if anything, you were a little too inhibited. You should have spoke more about pizza ovens. Tell her about the middle B Marshall. Tell her about the Baker's Pride. It's a very aphrodisiac. It's a big aphrodisiac. I'm very sexual. I know this. You talk about uh, pizza with women, too? I always talk about, uh, excuse me, I'm coming down with the bronchial cough. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you have bronchial cough, too? I do. And, you know, you got to tell her about when your mother was pregnant with you, she ate pizza. It's in your blood, Johnny. Stick by it. Be strong. There you go. Well, there's Johnny C. who says Johnny G knows how to woo a woman. You know, Johnny, it was interesting when uh, they said, well, tell us something you learned about Kathy. You learned nothing about Kathy. But (laughs) but but all right. What can you do? Uh, But let me let me just say in my defense there, I I did my homework by watching her uh, her other interviews with you. And uh, by watching those. There was quite a lot of information there to take right. in, and uh, I became well educated at that point. So I you learned enough. You learned enough. Question: He, he <laughs> had I enough. Mean, I... He learned enough. <laughs> you didn't need to learn anymore. Uh, well, listen, you two. All right. So let's to put a button on this thing. Kathy says, "Hey, you know." Johnny G wasn't so great on the call, but then we had a call afterwards, and you know what? I'm intrigued by the man. If he was in New York and he comes by, I'm definitely up for meeting him. And Johnny G says, yeah, she's a nice lady. Maybe I'll come to New York. See no, what happens. he said if she ever came to Florida. Right. Nobody's oh. willing to no, leave their post. That's not what I said, Robin. I said if what I did you say again, York, Robin? If she makes it to Florida or I make it to New York, I would love to get together. And let me just say that in person, I am a thousand percent better all right and and my tip to all guys out there if you're if you're talking to a woman on the phone and and for like an hour she's just saying right and uh-huh she's probably <laughs> bored and losing interest right okay right johnny no i took off i took off like i was on a runway so i don't know what yes. the hell i was thinking well johnny what would what would bring you to new york Oh, I have. It's been so long since I've been there. Um, I don't even know at this moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's where I'm mm. from. But most what about the what about what if here. I told you we'll get you a free pizza? <laughs> well, New York I'm pizza. On my way. <laughs> Johnny, don't you miss New York pizza? New York pizza is the best. You got to say. Uh, it's, it's the best. I agree. But, um, I was able to pretty much bring it down here to Florida when I, when I was doing that. And, uh, 
there are places down here that if you know the right spot, you can actually find pretty decent pizza. You just have to know there where to go. go. There we go. <laughs> Johnny hasn't learned his lesson. There we go again. <laughs> Don't bring up pizza if he comes to New York, Kathy. Uh, shorter, shorter answers, shorter answers. He'll go on a pizza rant. All right, Johnny. Kathy, God bless. I hope you two kids meet up one day, and, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I hope okay? so, too. Jeez, right, we'll too. I hope so, too. Thanks, Howard. Thanks, Howard. Thanks for the opportunity. It was fun. You bet, you bet Kathy. You're a lot of fun. Thanks, Johnny Howard. G, next time, just Thank show you your six-pack Just show your six pack abs and don't talk so much, okay? Excellent point, Howard. Thank you for uh, everything, and, and, and thanks, Kathy, and my apologies. You too. You too, bye, Johnny. Bye, Robin. Okay. Bye-bye. I think... Uh, I think your mom is smitten with Johnny G. I think you're right, Sam. I think if She's he giggling. would get himself here, that things could happen. I think so, too. I think she would sleep with him if he was in New York. I do, too. I yeah. do, too. And that's, I think a, she, not, that's good. And I, and I like yeah. how she goes, you know, I'm not having sex with him. That, that's a, that's that a means on. sex is on our mind. Who's right. going to say that? <laughs> if he's in New York for one weekend, she's sleeping with him. I mean, that's... Right. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much a slam dunk. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Weird, huh? Yeah. Listen, after the metal rods and the coming in the porcelain oh. dish, the strange things we found out about her history with men in the dating game, Johnny G felt like a really nice, safe bet. But I guess you never know until you're in the was bedroom. It, was it weird after the whole dating game thing on the air? And, uh, you know, you learned your mom had seen a guy come in a dish and had rods up his penis and all that shit. Do you... um? And fuck did himself you like, in the ass with his own yeah, dick. That that yeah, that was a big one. Right. Did you ever, did you ever like, like have a follow up or something with your mom or like, did you guys just leave it? Um, we talked about it quite a bit after I, you know, I had such a big reaction to finding all those details out because I felt like she stayed with men that were like really twisted and fucked up. And I think that's why I got so involved and invested in the game, which like looking back, it's like, Sam, calm down. It's just a game. And I was so into it and I, I was being a little controlling and I was I wanted her to be with someone in the end. It's like we're playing a game, but I was so def um, protective of what the kind of crazy she had been with. And I'm I get not trying it. to like kink shame Howard. Everyone has their thing, but that seemed like there was a lot going on with these. It dudes. seemed like there was a bunch of shit going on with these dudes, and your mom was putting up with it for way too long because they were being weirdos. Right, exactly. So at yeah. one point off air, you know, I said to my mom, like, I apologize for getting so invested, or did you feel like I was too? And she said, No, I would have told you. You know, there were times when I told you to shut up. But Listen, she if my said, mom I understand. If my mom told me, hey, I was dating a guy and uh, he likes to stick his own dick up his ass and he does it in front of me and everything, I'd be like, you know, hey, mom, it's your deal. Like, at what point do you just kind of like say this guy's not for me? You know, so I get it. I get where you're uh, at. And wouldn't it make you look at her differently than <laughs> yeah. you ever had before? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we've all done some crazy <laughs> shit sexually or been with some Not crazy me. people. Nobody does well, anything crazy with me. I've never seen any of the stuff you detailed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're doing, Sam, but I'm telling you, I, I really don't. I, I mean, I'm trying to think if I've ever been involved in anything crazy. 
Like, what would be crazy? I, I mean, like, okay. I, I, I think guess the I had difference a, is... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm saying, like, I had a blow... You know, I've had blow jobs. That's not crazy. And then that's I, not crazy. I told you when I was, like, 18, girls tried to put her finger up my ass, and I wasn't comfortable with it, so I didn't allow that's that. That's not even... That's not... That's not weird. Days, that's, that's nothing. Just, yeah. That's yeah, nothing. nothing. That's a walk in the park. I mean, I clenched <laughs> yeah. up. Like, maybe I should have loosened my sphincter, but I just... I don't know. It's not my thing. And then... I haven't really I put my tongue up anybody's ass. I'm not into that. And yeah, that's like, also very normal. Yeah, these that's days. on the table. It's on the menu. Yeah. Eating <laughs> ass is normal. Anyone remember just fucking? I mean, what happened? <laughs> what, what is going? Whatever I mean, happened to fucking? <laughs> it's not good enough. It's so marvelous. I don't know. Listen, I, I even if she said, "Oh, I ate ass," or you know, I stick a finger up the, I would have been. No. Okay, it was. It just got felt like it got so crazy with these dudes. Like, why is a guy making her go? I want you to watch this video of this metal rod going into a penis. I want you to watch me fuck myself in the ass with my own dick, even though yeah. you're not into it. It just right. feels icky and wrong. How a come, bit how come for her. nothing crazy ever happened to me? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean. Has anything crazy happened to you, Robin? I mean, I know you got fucked in the ass in San Francisco, but okay. But you know, is that that's crazy? Still not no. not a crazy thing. Well, what I've was never crazy seen is seen what uh, uh, what I, I didn't like this guy taking Robin into a bathroom and then you know <laughs> first she he should have at least gone in vaginally. He went right, right. into her ass. I mean, I didn't like it. I'll be honest right. with you. But you okay, I did. That. I did. Yeah. Oh, I, I, okay. Yeah, you liked it. Was it was not. It was not unappreciated believe but i don't think i don't even think like robin rubbing herself with vegetables is so weird because like she didn't have a vibrator she was a young kid and she was like okay so i, I get that i mean so right that's not that weird i mean like crazy like i like, i'm trying to think some somebody like like i've had know, people like, take me home and fuck me like they barely know me that's happened a lot i mean once i got famous not when i was you know a douche um right I mean, Fred yeah, and I, I were I really Fred, Fred and I, what? Fred, remember when we went to that club and those two <laughs> girls wanted us? And then I dipped my penis in Tabasco sauce for you no. and you ate it? No, 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 no. I mean, seriously, what remember that? to the girls? <laughs> that was kind of cool. Remember that? Oh, it, 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 it really was. And, uh, you were married. And we, and, so it was, it yeah. seemed like it wasn't the right time, the right thing, anything like that, you know? Fred and I were in a club in Washington. Of course, I was married. <laughs> and this really gorgeous woman is in the car with us. And she yeah. says, why don't you take me inside? And I was like, I'm married. And that was the end of it. That was my wildest yeah. story. <laughs> it was like, then I mean, get out of here. <laughs> but no rods up our dicks or. No. Fred, I wonder what you would have done if we'd gone in the, in the room with those girls. Like, well, you were single. Again, I was single, but it just didn't seem, I don't know. It, it seemed uncomfortable to me to do the whole thing. I, I don't know. Fred's like a woman sometimes. Like he, he's too sensible about uh, but, sex. But both of you in the same room with two girls? No, uh, no, no. We, oh, no. We were staying. No. We were we were staying with my friend, uh, and uh, we were staying at his house because we had uh -huh. no money. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's another reason too. It's like you although, know, it's like although it was a that night couple. we Fred and I were flush with cash because uh, the club paid us with like <laughs> a suitcase full of money. I was like, these guys, uh -huh. I don't know what the fuck is going on, right? <laughs> It was nice. I, said, uh, I knew I was declaring it, though. That's for sure. Because I said, I don't know. Maybe don't this know. is a sting I don't operation. know if I did. I did. Yeah, there were FBI. And was like, 
Yeah, but anyway, I uh, married two so, two very hot women. No really hot. I mean, like really hot, super hot. They Out of my to, league, that's for sure. My girl wanted to take me into the room and have sex with me, and I said no. I was kind of like, <laughs> I was a little shook by that. I was like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck. Well, the opportunity was there, and uh, you know, I'm way too ethical. But Fred, yeah. I got the feeling Fred would have said no too. But he was single. I don't know. There was a period of time when Fred was no, kind of no, no. I think it. And trust me, if it was a, a situation where if it was two single guys, then yes. But I don't know. What would she have done? Like sat there and twiddled her thumbs if I right, was messing right. around with the other girl? Nah, you're right. Would you're just, right. Would have just been, been weird. weird. It would have been weird. Would have been weird. You're right. It would, not you're as right. weird as watching a metal rod go into someone's dick. Well, your <laughs> I mean, your mom is like a was um, like a magnet for weirdness. I mean, the metal rods and sticking dicks up their own ass and all that. Oh yeah, and, and when yeah. my parents were married, she had like stalkers that would show up places and my dad had to tell wow. him to fuck off and shit like she wow she's super hot huh I, I think the thing is if you're open sexually maybe that's that maybe people feel that and then they go oh great now i can tell this woman that i uh -huh. buy clothes women's clothes was your mom Kmart was your mom like the uh, was your mom the hot mom like would she uh oh, yeah. like she would walk around the cha-cha heels and the whole thing oh yeah, yeah. wow she kind of had this like Jizz Lane Maxwell look at one point with like right. the short haircut and uh -huh. you know minus you know the crazy shit that comes along with it. But she always Epstein's had the cool, gal. Yeah, like when I was born, I believe she had like a David Bowie haircut at one point. Like she oh, was wow. always doing the trend. She was always like she, she, she always had she, she was always very well dressed. And would she and wear a she bikini? Would she wear a bikini at the pool? Oh yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Man. Did any of your f guy friends try to bang her? Not that I know of, but I right. mean, looks like I didn't you have know a to lot. have her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like, looks like you're out of the loop. I did have a boyfriend once where we all got ice cream one night. Oh, I forgot about this. And we came back to the apartment and we were eating ice cream and he was watching my mom eat the mm. cone like lick around mm. the ice cream cone oh, and i caught on to it because it was going on for a while and he started laughing i'm like what the fuck are you doing and then he said it's just the way she eats that ice cream i i can't help but think and he started laughing and then i look at her and she's like she's like basically i mean she's really going at the cone oh do you think she was do like, you think she was doing it on purpose to seduce your boyfriend no i think that that's you know we're the we're we eat no no Who you're knows? making me stutter again no no yeah, I think she, sorry no I think she was she's just gross when she eats ice cream no! and uh, oh, all right. she was into it maybe <laughs> oh, licking God. all the way around and then uh -huh. you know with the ice cream you lick around and then you go in from the top and you just yeah I don't take it I don't on. recall. I don't recall any of my uh, friends wanting to fuck my mother. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> you never saw your mom go on down on a ice cream cone. Yeah. <laughs> Stop eating like that. You're attracting house friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think I don't know. Maybe it's a love connection. We'll see. We'll see what happens, Sam. Maybe um, Johnny yeah, G will I hope come. They get together. <laughs> yeah, I, I. I mean, I feel like I should apologize for taking the game so seriously. I just, I really thought maybe it's your mom. She would get it. Someone. Yeah, yeah, it's my mom. Yeah. What are you gonna do?
We're going to feed her to the wolves. Happy. Yeah. Right. But maybe she's happiest if we buy her a new sparkly pink dildo. <laughs> Get to work on that. All right, Sam. By the thanks. way, I've gotten, uh, just real quick, Howard, like tons of direct messages about how Yay. I should apologize to her because the material, that is a real thing, that the material melts on itself. Oh. Apparently silicone from back in the day, the way they made uh-huh. it. So your mess, mom so. didn't have like disgusting no, so um, I, cum all over the dildo. Yeah, okay, so I got just, it. I'll, I feel bad. Okay, I am apolog- apology accepted. All right, okay. thanks, Sam. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, nothing worse than finding your mom's dildo full of like crust and right and old duck. jizz. Old jizz. <laughs> <laughs> well, there. Well, we tried to do a nice thing. I don't know that it worked out. Uh, Eric Andre got a couple of nice emails from fans. A lot of people writing in. Eric is such a lunatic, and I mean that in the best way. He delivers every single time he's on. His candor, his intelligence, and humor is truly appreciated. Um, yeah. Eric is a class act. Every crazy thing he does, the guy is so bashful about his relationships, and it's endearing. Yeah, he was protective of his relationship with Absolutely, Emily Ratajkowski. I agree with him 100%. Um, Howard, you had some solid stun ideas for Eric Andre. You should be the executive producer of his next season. You could be a writer, yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Um, people like some of the vacation programming we did on 101. Howard 101 aired, as the Stern show turns, we took storylines from the show that took place over days, months, or sometimes years, and distilled it down to a single special. Listeners like that idea. So that's good. Uh, I'll give you an example. In one episode, we revisited uh, the year 2004, the contest between Sal and Richard competing for a job on the show. Oh, love that. Yeah. Yeah, that went on for a long time. I had no idea, Howard, that Sal and Richard were competing against each other for a spot on the show. You'd never know it listening to them today. I always wondered how a former stockbroker made his way to the Howard Stern Show. Now I'd rather not know. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, so Richard got the job over Sal. And then a couple of months later, we hired Sal anyway. So it all worked out. Turns out, like, Sal was cheating, too. Sal... Made some revelations on how he tried to get fans to vote for him. Yeah, he would go out and solicit fans. (laughs) I even went to Yankee Stadium the day before, and I handed out flyers uh, to the fans to vote for me. I'll never forget, I was handing them out, and a few guys would yell, We're voting for Richard! I'm like, fuck you! (laughs) Yeah. We chronicled um, Jason's... uh, weight loss struggle over the years. We chronicled, oh, the Jesus Twins, too. Those guys, they were something. I always enjoyed those guys. Yeah, I would go back and listen to that. Yeah, we had a whole special on that. These guys, if you don't know, the Jesus Twins were these two musicians who were unsigned. They didn't have a record deal. And they really did believe they were the greatest innovators of music on the planet. And, And ahead of their time, because that's why nobody could relate to what they were doing. And they were great on the show. They were just, they would be, they would berate me. They'd yell at everyone. They were just a lot of fun. And people wrote in the Jesus twins, easily one of the most compelling sagas in Stern show history. After ne- nearly 30 years, Howard, I think feel my ubiquity is finally growing on me. That was their big song. Uh, Howard, the Jesus twins were way ahead of their time. They were hilarious. Yeah. They would just show up at our studio unannounced and, 
and demand to be on the show. One, with this, the, one of the episodes they demanded, feel my ubiquity, be on the soundtrack to the movie Pride Parts. Wow. And uh, yeah, this is a great call. Are you guys really convinced I will hear this music? Yes. yes. And, and you are yes, really yes, convinced. Yes, oh, listen, you LL Cool J. Well, I don't give it a rat's head. LL Cool J. Yeah. You can you can say what you want about LL Cool J, Flea, Red Hot Chili Peppers. The song is good. You got Chewbacca what? singing a vocal? Hey, guys. Who's hey, Chewbacca? Hey, hey, Jesus. Who are you calling Chewbacca? White Zombie. Rob like, Zombie, you're, uh, the guy, the guy's a genius. He sucks. They can't. They're not musicians. Oh, for God! Green sake. Day appeals to you. Are great. A musician. You, have, I, I, you haven't sold the record I am yet. I'm the innovator of music. Uh, listen to me. Listen to me. This douchebag doesn't realize that with the best dancers, the best singers, and the best songwriters in the country right you're, now. You're adequate at all of those and bad at some. This of is them. Gary. Oh. I get tons of CDs. You see, these are going in the trash. I said, let Howard Stern hear the CD. He goes, I threw him out, guys. Howard's going to hear your music in 30 seconds. What's going to happen? He's going to come. <laughs> Howard, Howard, it was it was so amazing. It was a two parter. That's how much we needed two days to cover the whole saga. And um, I had completely forgotten about one of the great characters in the history of the show, their manager, Jonathan Mendelson, who was right. hysterical. Well, anyway, one of the where are the one one of the twins is no longer with us, right? That's right. That's right. Oh, sad, sad Eric, ending. Yeah, super sad ending. Uh, but Jeff's still alive, right? I believe so. Yeah. 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 Is he Here's still in song. music? <laughs> no, I, someone told me he's a professional dog trainer in L.A. He's, uh, oh. he's got a whole career doing that, and he's evidently very good at it. So, Oh, finally found his niche. Anyway, those guys, uh, that was their song. Wow. I'm amazing. Yeah. I'm impressed with the soundtrack. There you go. Uh, we also, before we went on vacation, uh, a caller named Stefan the Cum Dumpster was on our show. And <laughs> his thing was he let about a dozen men come in his ass one night. And fans were not uh, very mixed. Uh, I think a lot of people were mixed? appalled. Let's put it that way. It wasn't mixed. <laughs> I think a lot of people were appalled, I should say. <laughs> I am at work puking in my cubicle over the over the cum dump dude. This was very vile. I would have paid good money for you to make it stop. <laughs> Howard, uh, eating Greek yogurt while listening to Stefan talk about his experience as a cum dumpster was a bad move on my part. I need to vomit. I'm a huge fan. Make sure I don't miss a second of each and every episode. However, this cum dumpster guy is the first time in 25 years that I intentionally fast forwarded through an interview. Please no more. I have a 13 year old son that I drive to school every morning. I keep thinking I should let him listen to Howard Stern on the way to school. Luckily, today was not the day. <laughs> okay. Stefan, you know what's funny with me? I'm so jaded at this point. I don't even remember Stefan the cum dumpster. Yeah, like I, when you said it, I was like, oh, yeah, there was this guy who liked everybody coming on him. Yeah, but in him, in his ass, and then he and then he burps out of his ass to come and, or something like that. I, I barely remember. I, That's, I, I really don't know the mechanics of the whole thing. I wasn't that interested. Most shocking thing was Fred asked me for the guy's number after the show. <laughs> Uh, what does it say here? If you hated that, wait until you hear this. Wolfie followed up with Stefan about what his worst sex experience was. 
Oh. Um, a warning. If anyone else is driving their kid to school, cover their ears. What the fuck is this? Is this gross? <laughs> of course it Must is. be. Yeah. What could it be? This is Stefan the Cum Dumpster's worst sexual experience. All right. I'm game. I'm not that sensitive. I'm, I won't even remember this an hour later. So here we go. <laughs> there was like maybe 10 models there and they, they all wanted to go to a buffet. And I'm like, oh, my God. I 10 models where? Where's Wolfie? I need a better setup. What is this? Uh, so Stefan did some adult filming, like movies and stuff. So this was oh, happening, okay. I guess, on a on a movie set at some point. Oh, okay. So there's a bunch of models there. Yeah, models. Okay. <laughs> Love the buffets here, and the food wasn't that great. We all ate there, and I show up to set the next day and start riding this guy's dick, and it just unlocks this like pocket in me, and like all this green liquid goes all over him, and. I immediately like jump up and run to the bathroom and just throw a towel at him. And um, had that been like a scene that was like just for fun that I had set up, that definitely would have been quits for me. And like I would have left and gone home. Uh, but because we were filming that day, we, we basically had to shower and uh, just kind of touch up again and make it work. Fred, stop beating off. Okay. We're, we're, we're professionals. <laughs> Do it later. So, so the grossest experience was the, the guy was riding his dick and green, like like he got slimed, like on Nickelodeon on that award show, right? The guy got slimed by him. Yeah, they said that yeah. they wanted to go to a specific buffet, and they went to this other like lesser buffet, and I guess the food didn't sit well with him, and he had this this like pocket of just diarrhea shit in his pocket. stomach. <laughs> he, he, he had a secret anal pocket that was unleashed. Yeah, yeah his his anus has compartments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's unbelievable i was on set and then a secret anal pocket was uh opened up and with green that held a green type of material and i guess when you're filming these scenes like you can't stop and then like the whole air smelled like diarrhea shit <laughs> why like green because oh, the buffet was so weird that i think so yeah wow wow i don't think yeah. that's more uh just horrible than what he regularly does. <laughs> it all is awful. I remember one time Fred and I, these were early the early days of radio. Um, we were at a station and um, uh, I was riding Fred's dick and uh, he I unleashed this green type of slime and I ended up looking like, like, like Bill Murray in Ghostbusters. Remember? When, remember that Slimer. scene? Yeah. And Fred threw a towel at me. What's uh, that Fred character in... Oh, Green Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hit Fred's secret anal pocket, I think. I, mean. <laughs> I like this guy's got an asshole so complicated. He's got a secret anal pocket. Yes, you need directions when you get Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, that's, where's the roadmap to your anus? <laughs> I don't know. I find that guy funny. I mean, everyone writes in and how they're disgusted they are, but I, I like hearing his stories. I think they're lying. I don't think you turn that off when someone's talking about like a 32 load in your ass. I don't, I don't think you shut down the radio. Me neither. You know what though? I'm wrong about a lot of stuff. I, I realize now that I've gotten older. Like, like to me, if I was in my car and some guy's talking about taking 32 loads in his ass, 
Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't write in and go, oh my God, I vomited in my car and had to turn it off. First time I ever had to fast forward. I'm like, I think. But, but by the 20 second load, I was out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you've gone, I mean, it's just kind of fascinating. And then, and hearing our commentary about it, I think is fun. I mean, that's my take on it, but. Then again, I'm the guy. When we had the Channel Nine show, I put that woman on with no arms and legs, playing um, <laughs> playing the piano with her tongue. And uh, I said to the I said to the Channel Nine people, I go, "This will be the highest rated segment ever on television. Nothing like this has ever been." On. And it was the lowest rated. We lost the entire <laughs> audience. They said we went from like a nine rating to a zero in the last quarter hour of the show. And I went, "Wow, I guess I'm wrong. I thought this would be huge." And I, I love that you don't even remember this. Like everyone else has discussed it, and it just goes yeah. right through you. You have no like, idea. I got I got off the air that day and ate lunch. I didn't. I don't know. The cum dumpster didn't affect me. I mean, uh, I don't know. Listen, I've seen a lot of my. You know, Fred and I in the early days of radio. Fred once vomited lasagna in my asshole. Uh, we were we were bored. We were working for, at WCCC in Hartford, and uh, and that happened. Yeah. That was before I came and classed up the act. <laughs> yeah, when Robin came in, we stopped all that. Thank you for that. Uh-oh. It's Ron DeSantis. Hi. Oh. You know, this is what Target, Disney, and Bud Light want our entire country to look like. A giant cum-filled landfill. I is only that have why? one anal pocket, not an actual anus, by the way. <laughs> Well, this is absolutely uh, th despicable. Is this why you're going after woke Disney? Yeah, woke Disney. You heard that right? They're replacing merry-go-rounds, the horses, with actual Sibians at this point, and we will not <laughs> allow this to stand. If I'm elected president, anyone with more than one anal pocket will be deported immediately. Wow. Well, okay. That's a really, really uh, strong stance, and... Uh, uh, this is unacceptable, Howard. You know, they wow. won't stop until we all have 32 loads in our ass at this point. Right. Well, thank you, Governor. All right. Well, you're out there fighting for the people. We understand. Thank you very much. I what is the done. difference between DeSantis and DeSantis? I don't know. I think in his mind... Now that he's running from for president, that D Santis. Well, they they had a clip on TV that I saw where he variously at, at, at times says D Santis or does Santis. Yeah, and that's very that's kind of strange to me, honestly, because like I know my name's Howard Stern, and I mean I know Gary's the only one who for a while was like Bookie, Gary Delabate, and then he was Gary Delabate, and then Delabate yeah. or whatever. I mean, he's the only one I know that had an issue with his name, but. Most guys, at, at, <clears throat> by the time they're in their 20s, know their name and know whether they're <clears throat> going to be a D or a duh. But I don't know. He's got something in mind. Like maybe he thinks D Santis is better than duh Santis with the voters. Like duh is like duh. Maybe he's afraid. Oh, all of a sudden he's going to get, uh, you know, some more polling points if he goes D Santis. I think he's afraid of Trump giving him a ni another nickname or something. And duh sounds like easier to nick. I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking, but uh, who knows? Hey, Wednesday, Dave Matthews is going to be performing on yes. the show. For those of you who are fans of Dave Matthews, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, and finally, just uh, you know, rounding up the email that you guys uh, bothered to write us while we were away. 
Uh, we had a discussion about who we think the next whack packer to die will be. And uh, the uh. listeners were quite intrigued with their own thoughts. They, um, it's, a, it's a miracle high pitch is still alive. My money is he is the next one to go. It was chilling to learn all the whack packers on uh, Chris Wilding's beat have died. Keep him far away from Wendy at all costs. Yeah, we don't want anything <laughs> happening to Wendy. I will do that. Oh, he's the Grim Reaper, huh? Uh, this person wrote, wow, I never realized that three of the biggest whack packers that have passed all had speech impediments. Crackhead, Bob, Marfan, Mike, and Elephant Boy. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. most of them have speech impediments. That's how you get in. Uh, yeah, you're completely correct. I'll give you a montage. This is Elephant Boy, Crackhead, Bob, and Marfan, Mike, for those of you who have forgotten. And now the moment you're ready for, the one you give me, the king of media, and the king of media, a Cleveland, do I hear Before, I was drugs, and then talking, smoking, yeah. and now no more. You mean you're smoking a lot of crack, yep. and then all of a sudden you started talking like this? Yep, no, all of a sudden. Did they send you to the hospital? That's all, yeah, yeah. They did? I was, I was gay. I was just walking, and all of a sudden, I just, I don't know. And will, to the best of my disabilities. And will, I'm like that, I'm like that, no, Preserve, protect, and mooch off the Howard Stearns. And mooch off the Howard Stearns. So help me, Baba Buhai. Help me, Baba Buhai. Fafa Fufai. And Fafa Fufai. And Fafa Fufai. Uh, speaking of the whack pack, I'll give you a little uh, tidbit here. Guess which member? Okay, I'll, I'll put it to you this way, Robin. Beetlejuice just had his birthday. How old do you think he turned? Ugh, that is a great question. Isn't that a great because question? How do you put an age on Beetlejuice? <laughs> He's ageless. Take a guess. 52. Pretty close. 55. Beetlejuice turning 55. I couldn't even imagine him being 52. I asked him how old he was. He told me 173, so you can't go by that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, the beat, 55. Gary was wow. even like, oh, my God. Hey. Like, like, Gary goes, I didn't know Beetlejuice was, like, younger than me or older than me. Or, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know what he was. I go, no one does. He's been 55 was, since we met him, to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what I thought his age was. I never really considered yeah. it. I don't know how old he was when we first met him. I don't know nothing about Beatles' age. It is funny, though, because he's gotten a little a little bit of gray, and he's got, like, a little bit of a gut. Like, you can, he's definitely been aging. I just don't know what he is. It's funny to hear that he's 50. Yeah. How old are you now? Uh, 62. <laughs> wow. Who knew you that? You didn't want to tell us? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> is that a real age, or are you lying? <laughs> no, I tell the truth. Yeah. Beats 55. Jeez. That's amazing. That's scary. Who, me? Forever young. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, you. Hey! I can play a little Beetlejuice music. What do you want to hear? You want to hear uh, Beetle in the house? You want to hear Money, Money, Pussy? Uh, oh, nobody making love beside. Favorites. What about Nobody Making Love Beside Nobody? That's my... I love that I song. I like that I, one, yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about me and you? Or what about some bitches la la la? Or, oh, Beetlejuice, Snoop Dogg, Sean Paul, and Big Frida. Oh, that Doing is the, the big hit. That's a big hit. I think that is a hit. <laughs> like, if we put that up on, uh, you know, 
Spotify or something. Would that, would that get some spins or what? Bless them on the Reynolds dress and it's Sean Paul alongside Big Frida. Snoop Dogg, Beetlejuice, Sean. Oh, yeah, I can do it, dog. There's no problem with that. Representing for Beetlejuice, he in the back getting his dick sucked. So it's like Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> she got this big dick in her. Give her the juice, the Beetlejuice. She wanna get picked up. Beetlejuice say he wanna get his dick sucked. Baby says she wanna get picked up. Beetlejuice say he wanna get his dick sucked. And if you don't think you won't get far, get out my car. Girl, come on a big superstar. You should have known from your coming on me car. Take this sweet thing and put it in your jar. Suck it, girl, that's like you a fine star. Hear me, girl, I'll be a vibe where you bring. You don't know Shanda Paul or the King Bang. Ask the girl, them a rope like string. You don't know me introducing. Check this out, baby girl. I need you to go behind that tool shed with Beetlejuice. And pull his little drawers down. And give him some hot head. Make sure you get them balls. Because Beetlejuice loves when you lick his balls. Ain't that right, Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice got big balls. Now give her the juice. Yeah. Give her the juice. The Beetlejuice. Give her the juice. Put the needle to the Beetle, girl. Oh, yeah. Give her the juice. Give her the Beetlejuice. That's right on. I'll tell you, I, I got to say something. If you want to know who the most talented people in music are, that Sean Paul, Snoop Dogg, and Big Frida can make a uh, Beatle uh, sound that good, then you know those guys are talented. Absolutely. It'd be great. Yeah. That's why they're in demand. Yeah. Beatle has better songs than I do. <laughs> why haven't you ever asked to work with those guys? They could make you sound good. They don't want to work with me. <laughs> Coming Wednesday, singer, songwriter, and two-time Grammy winner, Dave Matthews. Mr. Dave Matthews. Mr. There was a point in your career, you used a busk. That's what they call it, right? You would go out on the street and perform. Yeah, and then get shouted at by the buskers that had set up. They'd be like, this is my place. When people go and sing in, in the subway, man, you got to know you're good. You got to know you're good. You got to know self-defense. Yeah. You got to know a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Only on Wednesday's Howard Stern Show.